You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that, uh, when it, there's a bunch of scheduling conflicts, g- comes back to you live Monday nights, uh, going up head, I, not not yet head to head, but soon to be head to head with Monday Night Raw. I'm your host Ryan Nighting. With me as always, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, what's up? See, I thought there was a better kick into it. I was gonna, I wanted you to say the only podcast that says nah. This AEW show isn't good enough. We won't go live after it. And I, then I can, gets absolutely then gets absolutely dunked on by the AEW show that proceeds to happen. <laughs> both you and I going into that show was totally like, ah, oh, this nah. doesn't look that great. I mean, there's gonna be some good stuff on here, sure. And then they announced Brian Danielson, and then they have like five, six matches in a row that are all really good to great. Dan Punk also gets fired. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to him. We'll get. To we him. we made that decision before Dan Punk was fired. By the way, folks. that is that is accurate. That is accurate. And we stuck by our guns. You gotta respect it. Yeah, Bang Bang Club over here, baby. Uh, Gang. My apologies. I knew I guns said up. it wrong. Guns up. I knew I said it wrong the moment I said started talking. Um, as is my way. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us for Ring Post Radio this Monday night. Again, apologies for not doing it on our usual Sunday. We plan to do it on the usual Sunday with the all-out post show, but Scotty had a, is his Labor Day weekend tradition, and, and that took up time. I had something that came up, so uh, just scheduling kind of just f- threw nonsense at us, and uh, we sort of. Uh, had to push things off to Monday. So we apologize for that. But just like with All In last week... Oh, I forgot to change the update of the title here. Uh, just like All In last week, uh, this week you get our uh, kind of immediate thoughts with All Out um, that has taken place last night for AEW. We're not just going to talk about that. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, we're going to talk about Payback. We got some news. And I think... Uh, Scotty, we'll start off with the most important news of the week, and that is, of course, uh, a, a legendary wrestler, a wrestler that has some fans but has a lot of detractors as well, finally uh, <laughs> ending their wrestling career, probably, uh, and that is, of course, Tyrus of the NWA. I, say, I, know, you're, I know you've got <laughs> someone lined up here. <laughs> Tyrus of the NWA, of course, hanging up the old boots in the rafters um and just 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 losing his title so we'll start there of course the biggest news of the week scotty thoughts on tyrus of course the biggest news uh in the wrestling world what do you think good fucking riddance (laughs) (laughs) i i saw i listen i know youtube like you're not supposed to say like a swear within like the first five minutes too bad tyrus deserved well, it lost our uh, monetization that, on that one folks yep, that's fine i'm sorry folks i'm sorry but please, tyrus please sucks. subscribe to patreon.com board slash count out pod to make <laughs> up for sky back. swears um i i want to say though someone posted the video a few <laughs> of him like of people clapping for him as he sat there yep. and i was like how do we allow this to happen? How do we how do we just let this 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 useless untalented twit become a world champion? 
and then get a big retirement match. I guess it wasn't that big. Who watched it? But like, you know, ah, though, I will say my favorite part about the NWA these days is seeing the cage match comments for <laughs> Tyrus matches. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, that it match is, was a doozy, right? That match was oh boy, it, this man can't move. He looked worse it, than he usually does. It, it has a one point three six, <laughs> and someone said this match was so bad that I willingly created an account for this service to merely <laughs> review it, and hopefully after the seven days rating block, give it the zero point zero that it deserves. <laughs> shout out to whoever that was i was like that is the greatest comment ever it's like i thought this match sucked so bad i need to make it a count yeah i I, i've been compelled to give my opinion of how bad it was wow i'm shocked you didn't watch it i know it's your favorite promotion well i was busy with the weekend there was so much wrestling that it took place in the past well that was last weekend you had time Oh, I oh, ah, ooh, can't ah, man, I'm so so upset that I missed that one. Ah, darn it. Are, are we the only podcast that, with all the stuff that happened ever, we still have time for Tyrus Slander? Look, man, I think we, we are. Shout we always, out to us. we always got time for the NWA. They're the most historic wrestling promotion in the world. Of course, of course, we got to open up with the biggest news. No, I think we should probably drop the drop the act, maybe, and we'll talk about the biggest news, and that is, of course, the firing of AEW's real world champion, Mr. CM Punk. So this was, if you heard our show last week, where <laughs> we are reacting basically live to the the fight as it takes place, a week later, and you have six, seven, eight different stories about then what happens, and then you show up to Saturday, uh, and we find out that an uh, investigation that took over a week to, not over a week, but almost a week to uh, to take place has come to its conclusion. And that is, of course, the firing of Phil Brooks, CM Punk. Uh, I got the little uh, announcements here from AEW. Uh, before I guess I read them, what is your initial thesis statement, initial, initial thoughts about, you know, short, quick thoughts about Phil Brooks, CM Punk officially being fired by AEW. I'll expand into this after you say like all the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, what Tony said and, and the, uh, the, you know, the letter of firing or statement or whatever they called it. Sure, sure, sure. But my, my, my little statement is I am very sad, but I'm also very happy that it happened. And I'll leave it at that for now. And that's, and that's coming from you, someone that, not saying that you were a day one CM, well, in a way you were a day one CM Punk fan, but uh, I've very long been a CM Punk fan. The reason I am doing a podcast is <laughs> CM Punk's a big part of it. I think so. CM Punk's return was like episode four of Ring Post Radio, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was special. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, get that Vince video that people post. It was special. No, it was special, and uh, I'll, I'll give my full thoughts after. Sure, sure, sure. Well, go the, through the absolute barrage of <laughs> news to get to this point. So the following statement was released Saturday afternoon by AEW, and it reads, and of course, in our usual gimmick, Scotty, whenever you want me to stop, just yell out stop. Uh, yeah. AEW has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause effective immediately. I'm stop. Gonna, perfect. I was going to stop myself, too. Go ahead. So the main thing I want to say is to everyone that's listening, 
So you know how Ryan said I had like the big event that I have every year? Your Labor Day weekend tradition? I didn't learn he was fired until like 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. <laughs> until way after everyone else knew about it. Everyone needs to know like the slap in the face that I took that I was like, uh, oh, huh? I, I was, I was like, I texted I was you like, about, he did it? I texted you about what we were doing of Ring Post Radio. I was like, oh, and of course the CM Punk news. And and you're like, and then and I was like, I just learned about this maybe two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to put that out there that I was very behind. Not not that it shocked me or anything. It was just like a that I didn't know about that. Yeah, the whole day that yeah. the the thing that arguably we've been waiting a year for. Continue. <laughs> I, I'm going to stop myself as well and and bring up the statement of two interesting things uh, to talk about. I think here are. Wrestler and employment agreements, I think, are interesting phrases there. That is, the agreements, of course, multiple, not just a wrestler. He's also an employee, employment agreements. So he's not an independent contractor. Uh, Take that, WWE. AEW still dunked on you in the in Fire XCM Puck. That, I think, you know, what the multiple deals CM Punk signed with AEW is still up in the air. Um but it definitely provides credence into that statement from Brawl Out a year ago of, you know, we're trying to build a business here. And everyone, you know, there was that theory going around of does he have a stake in the company or does he have all this stuff? Firing him with the wrestling and employment agreements are very interesting. Um, the other thing I want to take note, of course, is AW with cause. Um, so they fired him with cause. They had legal reason to fire him. Uh, if... <laughs> For whatever reason, conversation to be had that they've had reason for a while. (laughs) There is seemingly reason, maybe, for the past year or so with this guy. But um, at the very least, they're arguing that within legal reason, they have just cause to fire him. If CM Punk disagrees with that for any reason, that will be uh, a court document to follow. Uh, the, The deliberation of cause. I I think what we've learned throughout the week that there's good cause, but we'll uh, get more into that. More on this statement is that the termination was, of course, confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative of AEW. Um, the termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring back at, backstage at AEW All in London. Uh, following the investigation, the AEW Discipl- Discipline Committee... Uh, a famous committee for AEW, met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk to be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement, quote, Phil played an important role within AEW and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with cause was ultimately my decision and mine alone. despite the committee and legal counsel. Of course, I wish I did not have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making a decision in the best interest, in the best interest of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week, our talent, staff, venue operators, and others whose efforts are unsung, but essential to bringing our great shows on television and at arena and stadiums throughout the world. Um, Any more thoughts on that statement and that publication from AEW, Scotty? Um, had to happen. Yeah, I, I, we, so we talked about this last week, and I said I think we all know what the right outcome, like the outcome that makes the most sense. 
the conversation after. we really had last week was like not necessarily that this guy should be fired, but more of like, sh- will he be fired? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I I want to I want to save it because there's just so much that has come out overall about it. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that part. So yeah, overall, like we I don't know if I said at the top of the show or whatever that. Six or seven stories came out. Different variations of stories have come out, and a bunch of other news beyond. We got just all the camps. Bio, yeah, from all the camps, <laughs> even the neutral camps. Um, there's a sliding scale of campage over here. Uh, even stories have come out not about the fight, but about travel, but about uh, uh, other backstage news from a year ago with William Regal. Uh, other backstage yeah, news, yeah. Other backs, back, uh, WWE. Which, which by the way, uh-huh. CM Punk was right. <laughs> <Just> was <laughs> in hindsight, <saying. laughs> in hindsight, he was right about that one. But news about him potentially going to WWE uh, in December of last year, which was going to be impossible because he's under contract. Um, but yeah. a lot of different news. I don't necessarily want to go through every single news bit because that's impossible. But. I, I really just want to ask you, Scotty, what are on all the story of what happened? And it feels like to really filter everything down, it feels like the story of the fight is Jack Perry, of course, said words on air that upset Punk. He seemingly started the fight. Um, the fight got real bad that people, other people were put in danger. One of those people seemingly put in danger who at least saw the fight and potentially was way worse lunged at apparently worse than lunged at uh was tony khan um words were exchanged the match was almost dropped completely uh but some samoa joe was able to get him back in the ring um and and the elite were going to be that backup match but uh that ended up not panning out obviously um so there's a lot to it so basically cm punk seemingly went on a rampage baby backstage on no matter what he kicked jack perry's ass that is, that is, <laughs> he seemingly has kicked jack perry's ass and hit and hit jack perry yes got in a fight that's like the one thing that's like i know this is true yes you know how i know this is true because both camps have confirmed that. Uh, the, oh, a singular fact is jack uh cm punk started this fight physically through the first whatever yeah. uh, and the other fact i think is tony khan saw the fight so that's yeah. basically probably the most distilled version of the fight I could give you. But just talking about all the news, I mean, a wave of emotions, I think, this week for wrestling fans oh, yeah. all over the world. What are you thinking about all this stuff? Uh, I think ultimately it was a heavy week because it's like there's just this continued bad light shined upon AEW. That's the way I look at it at the end of the day. Like, yeah. I am a CM Punk fan, and I have been for a very long time. But this headache has gone on too long. I was all for giving him one more shot. I was. I've been on this podcast, and I said it. But one more shot became two more, three more, four more, five more, six more. Talent relations wasn't even, or, you know, Christopher Daniels not even allowed to show up to the other show. Like, things like that, it was getting ridiculous. And then you, you know, you, you get physical with another person, and whoever's in danger, your boss sees it. That's terms of termination in any business. 
on the spot. Now, I said on the show last week that Jack Perry's going to suffer some sort of consequence as well, because as I said, he said it for a reason. You know, it's like he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. I don't know if he you know, thought in the moment it would be this, what finally got Sam Punk out of the company. <laughs> sure. But maybe he did. And if he did, bravo to him, I guess. Um, should should be noted that Jack Perry, as of right now, uh, suspended yeah. indefinitely is the phrase that Tony right. used. Right. No so, idea of when he's going to come back. Whatever that may be, I guess that is a proper punishment. Maybe there's more. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe there's a fine. You know, we don't know. Um, we won't know that unless he's fired. Which I highly doubt. Um, mostly because it sounds like he's the one that didn't. He just got. He just, you know, didn't uh, fight really. I guess he just kind of got put in a head. He shoved him. Maybe that's all they said. Uh, shoved him back, I should say. But in the end, and I'm going to just kind of dive into where I'm at overall on this is that the reason I said I'm very sad, but I'm also very happy is because this was a black cloud that feel like that pretty much has been over AEW dating back to, and we didn't know this at the time, but really dating back to the first time he got injured after double or nothing, right? Because it forced them to change all these plans and, you know, you have to have an interim champion and all this stuff. Fast forward to all out 2022. It's been a year of, without a doubt, black cloud over this company. How do you bounce back from something like this when the guy's still under contract? You're not, there's no, like, there's nothing coming out about it. The other half of this is suspended in your most important part of your company, arguably, outside of maybe John Moxley. Like, you know, it's like, I think for a lot of AEW fans, they were starting to fall out of the company they loved. And a lot of it did have to do with, and I'm not saying it's all because of CM Punk. There's just, you know, they've made other booking decisions and changes to their product overall, right? You you see a little more sports entertainment in their product and stuff like that for sure. But ultimately, I do think it comes down to Punk and the rumors and the fights and just the eggshells. The eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. It's on. like, it almost feels like people can be them. Like certain wrestlers are going to get to be themselves again. I, I'll say Young Bucks or one of, or two of those people. The Young Bucks, yeah, they did it was in seconds. <laughs> Hangman Page. I mean, I I said I may have said it last week. If not, this was to someone off of there. Uh, but I said that my line for Punk kind of gets drawn to Hangman Page because I've never seen anything bad about this guy ever. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that you have a problem with him is because he said one thing like, dude, that's what we do. You know, it's like, that's what you do. And you and me had this conversation. Like you said, you know, you brought up how hangman page said what he said on air once and you weren't comparing, but we were just talking about how Jack Perry then did something like that. I was, I was defending the context is I was defending Jack Perry and sort of saying, I don't think you'll get like fire or anything like that. Just because yeah, yeah. people saying stuff, especially like within this company, giving promos all that stuff that realism is so important it happened in the company even like stuff that isn't like used for realism like eddie kingston promos but stuff lines like adam page's line against cm punk cm punk's response line to that uh even like there are multiple moments throughout the history of AEW of people Mm -hmm. saying 
backstage political yeah. nonsense on yeah. air. Yeah, the only reason I think it's different, like different from what Hangman did, we didn't know what Hangman said at the time was a big deal, yes. right? We were like, all right, whatever. When Jack Perry said it, we were like, we knew what it. Like was- I, I remember when he said it, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, and I was right. Mm-hmm. I was right. I was like, yeah, something was gonna happen, and it did. Um, but back to my original point, like the hang, the problem with Hangman that always bothered me because i've always been a hangman page fan i like one of my first like main articles i ever wrote when i got into all this was like a three thousand word article on hangman and why he was going to be great for AEW. Mm-hmm. nailed that one uh <laughs> but so like i've always been a fan of him that always bothered me but ultimately like back to the main point yeah there's been a cloud over this company for a year it took a year after that first fight to finally get not get rid of because i understand why they kept cm punk top merch seller you know big draw mm-hmm. and the, the draw the draw factor has lost its luster yeah right yeah but he still did a lot of good things money wise for them yeah. right he was no longer and, the huge draw that he was pre-brawl out right but the <laughs> merch sales alone Sure. Like that matters. I mean, Dan Housen is hired to this company. I have not seen this guy on TV in months. But he's he is in, a to be big fair, time he's injured. To be fair, he is injured. I know, but like his half his act is just showing up on TV and doing something. You Agreed. know, it's like Agreed. Other injured people have made their way on TV. I'm not I'm not sitting here asking for Dan Housen. I'm just making a point. Yes. Um, but I understood the reasons to keep him, but I also understood it has to be a strike policy because at the end of the day, he started a fight with your other top act. It became one of the biggest stories in wrestling. If Vince McMahon didn't hadn't retired in 2022, no, it doesn't matter anymore. But had he not left that would have been easily the biggest story of the year, right? And biggest story of the past, you know, decade really is, you know, two top acts fight and things go down, they get suspended. That just sent AEW down a tumble, right? They were tumbling. It was like, it's like the snowball effect. Everything's just adding and adding. And there were some bright spots here and there over the past year. We've talked about them. MJF's a big one. obviously Mm -hmm. he's just an overall bright spot but it hasn't felt like aew no and there are times with cm punk in the system Mm -hmm. that aew feels like aew i'm not saying this is a cm punk problem forever but once brawl out happened it has been i i talked about last week i talked about on twitter uh not x twitter um (laughs) the the (laughs) Ever the moment all out ends, the and the moment the media scrum begins is the moment of a new era for me, and that is the yeah. era I've described as growing pains. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you, this company has grown massively in the past year. Um, brand new television deal, a, a new video game. Uh, you know, CM Punk, all these pay per view sales, all in Wembley, all this other stuff has grown massively. With it has come a lot of different things. You have the hiring of a bajillion producers. That's a growing pain. There's good things about that. There's bad things about it. And then also the most obvious thing is CM Punk. CM Punk is a draw for the company, but he comes with a lot of baggage, as that was made very clear. Um, And and this is sort of like you said, there there was a sort of dark cloud over the past year on this company. 
And now that he is being fired, there is something being lifted. He had done, he's done great things for the company. And I think we, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it was like that, that meme of like, uh, 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 this just in someone, you know, made a, someone, someone you don't like made a great point. Uh, uh yeah. It was it was like Booker T made the great point of that CM Punk's downfall really in this company is that he expected respect without earning the respect within this company. Mm-hmm. You know, there, obviously there are people, you know, you come in with, with a certain amount, but you have to re-earn it, especially for someone that's been gone for so long. And I think yeah. that was a lot of part of it. And that, you know, the whole thing of like Adam Page and CM Punk, that whole sort of system was sort of like, oh, he doesn't listen, take advice from the older people. It's like, well, yeah, because he does respect you, but you know, you've been gone from the business for seven years. What you know and what founded this company are wildly different thoughts of how wrestling should work. How this right. company exists, it does not exist, you know. This company wouldn't have existed if there was a desire for a new thing and the elite and, and at New Japan and all this other stuff in the indies were giving the new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what this company was founded on. And now that Punk is gone, despite all the good things he has done for the company, so people, I think even if you lose a draw, you've gained so much seemingly in morale backstage that is going to be so beneficial moving forward because now we can all move on. Seemingly all of us move on. There might be two people on the roster that are still a little uh, upset about it. but that's I'm sure the there's a, more than two. I'm sure there's more than two. There's two that are definitely making it apparent uh, uh, on screen. Um, but yeah, no, but I, I think it's like, you know, whether or not this is the start of a new era for AEW remains to be seen. But I, I would I have to think it's very likely. I think... With Punk gone, we it, it that was the takeaway from last night's All Out. Was Punk's gone? It seems like you know there was a little bit of like CM Punk nonsense, but the crowd never took over, and a lot of people walked away yeah. saying that this felt like old AEW, and that's what you want. That is what you want, and if they can continue that trend, they're back, and that's all they need. Yeah, um, just a few more things about. Punk. I still think that one year in the first year, his his first year in. So, uh, right before All Out to pretty much right before Brawl Out. You know, I think that was as good as it could have went outside of the injury. Obviously, um, the MJF feud still my favorite feud in AEW history. I just think that was so so well done and got to MJF to another stratosphere. And it's a shame they're never going to get to go back to it because you know that that was the plan all along. Agreed. Um, both this year and last year, that was always the plan. Yep. Um, and we just never could get there. Um, but he he did a lot of great things in the little time he was actually around. Yeah. Um, Let, let's 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 try to be fair with CM Punk. What are some of the great things that he was able to do with this company? Number one. Uh, the all out 2022 buy rate, pay per view buy rate. Yeah, I would 100. Yeah. That whole show, 100 percent put that on Punk. That's still my number one AEW show up. Yeah, the great show, but I think you know the interest of Punk was so high. 
yeah, the interest of punk, and then they came through at the end with just things you you know they they knew it was going to be their biggest night, yep. and they took advantage of. It. Agreed. Do we count? Do we give him collision? It seems like the show that second show was I, going to happen from Warner Brothers, and it just was like, yeah. oh, perfect, we'll put punk over here. Yeah, like I don't want. I don't think I could give him full call for that, but he obviously helped lift it off yeah you know and i think he helped um, if anything defined what collision looked like yeah uh, to a certain yeah. extent i'll say i think part of that probably does come from his original run with rampage right a first dance obviously he did a lot of great stuff on there in his first few like month yep. or two like he was wrestled on there every week in great matches he provided I, such a ratings, ratings bump uh that yeah. first that first year especially seemingly lost it, lost that luster yeah. a little bit after Brawl Out. He was on TV. Oh, after Brawl Out. I mean, even even when he came back. Yeah. You know, the first for the month, whatever he was back. Uh, elevating MJF. We'll say that. Elevating MJF. Absolutely. Who, who else did he elevate beyond MJF? That's not me being mean. I would I'm say genuinely. Eddie. Him and Eddie, like that, that, that mini that was a good feud, feud did a lot for Eddie. Agreed. Um, but that's probably it. I think Eddie would have gotten there, but Punk certainly got him there faster. Absolutely. Um, he didn't have that many main feuds. No, and especially this collision run was like in like seven feuds happening. He all was in seven time. feuds at once, um, and, and the one he wanted to do, no, not the other side didn't. So I'll give him credit though. Bang Bang Gang, he made them a important part of that show uh-huh. and now arguably they're the best group going right now you know there's a there's a potential argument that i don't know the truth behind that he probably helped jay white come to aew you know Ooh, he maybe. was he was there live as jay white had his last match in new japan against eddie kingston and i'm sure there was other people that went to bat for jay white <laughs> But I'm sure I that think, he was. I think Vince McMahon did a real lot of help in getting Jay White to AEW. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But I, but I imagine he was a voice in the room. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think those are the main parts. Yeah, and then which MJF might be the most important one. And I agree. And I agree. Contrasting to that, you know, oh, the whole a year <laughs> of bad press. Yeah. There's a um, lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. Yeah. And and I don't want to like make it a bold pity party for the guy, but it is like yeah, I am glad that he is gone. I would he I would split the audience. That's the biggest one to me. He he split the audience not just between the elite and 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 him and his camp, but also split like collision versus dynamite and the colliders and split his audience there even more. Yeah. You know, and continuously did that on purpose. Yep. Yep. Uh, he, CM Punk's first year was great. His brawl out to the the second year was so awkward and bad and so distracting that it was it just on the wrestling. Yeah, and it and and what he his view of what AEW should be, I guess. I mean, isn't what ultimately, as we may have seen moving forward, at least with all out last night, seemingly, you know, isn't what AEW yeah. is. And I think yeah. as we've seen for the past year, a lot of people were losing that luster and losing that light. 
Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully it changes. I'm not necessarily sure. I don't think I don't think losing Punk is going to rapidly change the Adam Cole MGF storyline. But uh, no, but that's the most successful storyline. So why would they change it? Exactly. That's successful. <laughs> you know, whether or not like, I'm fully into it is one thing. Yeah. But uh, it is what it I is. will say. I will say this. AEW has two chapters now complete. They have chapter one, Life Before Punk, which was the you know the opening, the creation, pretty much a two year span for each. By the way, yep. you know, start with All Out One. I know Double or Nothing and Fighter Fest. Those don't matter. Yeah. Right. All out to 2020, you know, first all out of 2021. You have opening, you have COVID. You pretty much have like a lot of things that can go wrong, but you create a base to build off of. Now you, now you are at one point. How can you go to that next level? Yep. They brought in CM Punk. That first year of CM Punk, as we've been saying, incredible numbers all around. It boosted the business immensely. Pop. Top pay per view buy rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they ran the United Center. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they sold out the United Center. Yep, that's a that's a big deal. Uh, they just did so many great things that first year. Second year, we know we've been talking about it went off the track. So that's life with Punk, and now we're starting with All Out. Yesterday, we're in life after Punk. What, do you what think? is that chapter going to be? Yeah, I was about to think the nice thing about losing punk is you were about you were scheduled to pay him millions upon millions of dollars probably for the next however long yeah. um and now and you know seemingly he had no severance or anything because of that uh because of his firing of calls and all that stuff he's out of so much money you just had millions of dollars free up in your bank account for the next several years what do you put that into Obviously, I would guess uh, final countdown uh, from last night. <laughs> but, you know, I tweeted this out. Like, you know, there are two to three arguably high-profile free agents seemingly on the market uh, within the within the month or so. Or a couple months. Within, within the couple months. You got, of course, Will Ospreay has already teased coming into this company. I think that's extremely high, but that's not happening until January, February. You had... Uh, Adam Copeland Edge, who's seemingly free agent with, you know, with the whole Christian his, his angle. His price tag just went up with the uh, collision wide open. <laughs> yeah, you would think his price tag has gone a little up. Now, there's the thing with him is that he's not as much of a ratings draw, and WWE sort of proved that, but he there's some value. He might be that. for a, an AEW audience. That's true. That is definitely true. And we'll see if they wanted to bring him. That's what it is. And, and also, it's like at this point in his age, he's not going to be... You know, he's going to be what Christian is, which is kind of like a mentor, wrestle some matches, but he's not a full-time wrestler sort of thing. And that's certainly possible. Um, and then there's the third free agent that I can think of, and that's Mercedes Monet. Seemingly also... Unique free agent. Unique free agent. Unique free she free does agent. have a contract. Correct. Um, but <laughs> So much so that New Japan paid for her to go to Wembley. Exactly. <laughs> um, but seemingly was going to be in this company with yeah. two matches under her belt at this point in an alternate universe. Yeah. So one would think whenever this New Japan Bushi Road contract comes up, maybe she goes back to AE or not goes back, but goes to AEW. You know what I mean? Something where seemingly yeah. she was going to be in this company, but you just have a bunch of money free up. You can potentially well, these get people. I think two of those people were probably going to be here with or without CM Punk. But yes, agreed. Um, <laughs> and but then helps all, though. It also, but also at the same time, you also have a new TV contract deal that he might get even more money next year. Yeah. Um, 
it's it, it's, it's interesting. And, 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 uh, and what's also very interesting about life after CM Punk, and we're already sort of seeing it with the, these collision posters is now that a top person on the card is gone, you need to fill that with new talent. And that yep. new talent is going to be good. Jay White can immediately bump up there. I would even say Orange yep. Cassidy can bump up there now, especially after last night. There's two options to me. And give me those. Give me those options. Jay White, obviously. Uh-huh. And you put Hangman Page back in his spot. Agreed. Agreed. I think that could also For work. It. And then you can make other stars. But but here's here's the to me the best thing about this. And and maybe. I don't know like how people feel about this anymore because you know WWE for so long had the face of the company, right? And and now more, you know, Roman's there, but outside of Roman, it's more of the brand with a bunch of wrestlers rather than a face of the company scenario. And I think that's what benefits AEW more. With no more CM Punk, there's no neither show now has a face of the show, face of the company type thing, sure. right? And I think that's probably beneficial to the whole roster because now you can hopefully build people up. You yeah. need to build people up because at the end of the day, I mean, two, two, three, four of your main stars are, they're not young. You know, Brian Danielson's not young. He's he, already, t- he's hinted at retirement multiple times now. He, Brian Danielson consistently, consistently broken. Uh, Kenny Omega currently telling a story about how his wheels are practically falling are off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to, for him to be champion. Again. Be uh, uh, the young bucks have talked about retirement, but they just signed a deal. So it's not that big true. Deal. Chris Jericho. He's up there in age and he's, you know, <laughs> Chris Jericho should be slowing down. But yeah, but he seemingly always finds a way to not slow down. He, he is still good in the ring. Correct. I just like some, some of his stories. I just want to, you know, yeah, and that's fair. No. Nah. But a lot of your top guys, a lot of basically what we're saying is a lot of the guys who started with AEW as a business are currently slowing down and or doing storylines about how they're slowing down or are now gone or are now gone straight straight up gone to another brand. Cody Um, gone, gone, but not forgotten gone. So, yeah, it it is. It frees up the card uh, and it frees up the talent. And it is just a matter of the morale is better. And it's just a matter of who can you fill up those slots with? Who can you make new stars out of? And that is something that the creative machine of AEW is going to have to put work into. Um, This is a real I think that's let's talk about that creative aspect too. a real. Possible divergent point in what AEW's direction could be is its creative following CM Punk's loss. Um, yeah. Why are they going to go back to the old AEW feel and, and go for that feeling? Or are they going to go continue more into the sort of that sports entertainment esque realm sort of gimmick? Um, I think there's a perfect medium that gets AEW more eyes. Mm hmm. Sure. Because uh, uh, to me, that should still be the goal is making new fans. Yes, you want to cater to the ones you already have. Of course. But you got to make new fans, too. You yep. want, you know, you need more eyes on the product at all times. Yep. Um, And to me, chapter one, as I said, Life Before Punk, that's all about the elite Cody, Kenny, yep. the Young Bucks. You know, that, that that they were kind of the faces of that. Yeah. Hangman. Hangman's story was essentially the face of that entire first two years. Second was Punk. Yep. Even even when he wasn't here, 
a short it chapter. It's still punk. <laughs> a short chapter, but uh, CM Punk's chapter nonetheless. And there's a over, and I'll, I'll say the big one of kind of connects all the dots. But and the third one, I'm going to guess this new one is going to be MJF. Possibly, yeah. It, it probably has to be MJF because mm-hmm. it feels like they have they have banked on him to be their next big baby face all of a sudden, which he clearly is going to be because he's just succeeding in every way, ratings-wise, merch sale-wise, reaction-wise. Like, they have it, and I think it's going to be him. But, Ryan, yeah, in the end, who's the biggest of them all in all three? John Moxley. So they're fine no matter what as long as they have John Moxley. I agree. The, the guy you always put him on the, the ace of New Japan, not New Japan, yeah. ace of uh, AEW. Uh, that's that's kind of how I look at it. Like, oh yeah, you're the face of this chapter. You're the face, and then there's John Moxley, the face of all. Of them. Who, yeah, who who's the top guy in all of this? Scene? You need a guy. Oh, you need a big match. John Moxley's got you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see what happens next, and I think that's the most intriguing part of all this. Obviously. There are so many different feelings and thoughts about CM Punk's firing that are interesting. One of them being Tony Khan's comments made right prior to uh, Collision's mm. airing. Uh, and I believe the comments were, if I'm not mistaken, saying that uh, the firing of CM Punk was, quote, one of the toughest decisions in my personal career. And I think the uh, he also goes on to say the incident was regrettable and endangered people backstage. That includes the production staff who put the show on every week, innocent people who had nothing to do with it. And I think the biggest quote that people were uh, talking about, some people weirdly up in arms about the whole thing. Quote, I've been going to wrestling shows for over 30 years. I've been producing them on this network for four years. Never in all that time have I ever felt until last Sunday that my security, my safety, my life was in danger at a wrestling show. I don't feel anyone should feel that way at work. I don't think the people I work with should feel that way. And I had to make a very difficult choice today. Some other news about the investigation that has come out as well is that the reason the investigation took so long, uh, which is weird because, you know, Tony Khan was there. What investigation are you doing? Was seeming that that it wasn't just about um, it wasn't just a, a a conversation investigation about the fight. Seemingly, it was an investigation about how Tony Khan and co getting you know, testing the waters of how everyone has felt about AEW pre CM Punk during CM Punk and potentially post CM Punk and getting the vibe check from his entire locker room individually, seemingly uh, about what we can do. What, how do you feel about all this stuff? Um, What can we do to make it better? And seemingly has come in that not seemingly, but that conclusion coming to the firing of course of CM Punk. So I, I'm kind of glad that he. Uh, I'm very uh, immediately. My question is him saying that my life was in danger. This guy went to ECW shows as a kid. Uh, I, I guess he never always knew that that was a show, and he was never in real harm or anything. Maybe, but it was ECW in Philly. Uh, but at the same time, like, what the frick happened with CM Punk lunging at Tony Khan, where he felt his life was in danger? What? What is? What? What truly happened there? Uh, that's a fascinating thing. And then there's just the vibe check from the locker room of how do they feel about all this punk stuff? And surely that locker room feeling was eggshells. Probably, you know, we have to walk on eggshells. I just want to come to work and not deal with all this bullshit and probably either people being very upset about the bullshit or being upset that the fact that there is bullshit that they have to deal with, um, and just getting rid of it seemingly will be good for everyone involved. 
Um, so we'll see how it turns out, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested. My overall opinion on that was I'm happy they had a video that said something. Yeah. Because we- to me, I didn't like how it was handled last year. I knew there were suspensions and he couldn't talk about it, but just kind of like acting like CM Punk and the elite disappear from the face of the earth was like, yeah, really weird to me. Yeah, we didn't talk about the video that much. That also seemingly, I would have to guess, played a part in this firing. Is that there is video, you know, in a locker room. In a locker room, there is video, uh, unless it's Brandon Cutler cam. Um, But there was seemingly video uh, of this actual fight. That is, you bring that to court, you have you have stuff as evidence. Um, That's huge. It's not. It's no brawl out was. He said, you know, they said, he said sort of thing. Here it is. There are so many people and there's cameras that documented the whole thing. That's yeah, to me, thing. the to me, the video aspect probably is like, all right, we can't. We can't keep doing this. You know, it's like, yeah, we, we don't have an answer to this anymore. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about um, some other news as well before we get to All Out. And that was, I just want to talk about this because I'm sure you may or may not be have any know because I definitely want to know about it. But uh, we've heard rumors about this taking place for a very long while. And it has now been officially announced. Um, Sukaban, I believe is how it's pronounced, is the new the name of the new American Joshi promotion. That is set to debut this month, September 21st, in New York um, at the Capital in Manhattan. This is the promotion that everyone's been hearing about, um, of being a new American Joshi promotion and bringing in a bunch of you know Joshi talent over from Japan, but also having a very strong anime influence on the product. They released... They have a, a social media account and everything. They released a trailer where you can definitely get that, that anime presence across. Um, was it the anime that gave it away? Maybe. That might have been it. That might have been it for sure. Uh, and also announced uh, uh, a lot of the rat roster and the different factions and characters their roster are playing. Um, no one knows anything about this company beyond that, uh, which, you know, is never really... There's no face of this company in any, in any real way. Um, but beyond all that, what do you think about this new American Joshi promotion uh, and will you be there in New York City, Scotty Edwards? Um, not yet. I mean, if they come out with more tickets, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sold out very quickly. Yes. Um, I, I, I was more on the beat on that one. I was like, all right, I'm going to get all this information out within the next, I don't know, it took me a while. There was a lot going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw the announcements via at Scott E. Wrestling. Yeah, if everyone wanted to see like what they look like and everything, I had you covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is, I'm gonna say it's exciting, and I'm gonna say it's like I don't know what to expect. Like the anime part has me like, uh, okay, yeah, but you got a hell of a roster. <laughs> I'll give you that. They they put together pretty much the best freelancers possible. In the Joshi scene for this show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you have Sayori Anu, Risa Nakajima, Miyuki Takase, uh, you, uh, Riko Kaiju, Tomoka I- I- Inaba, who's behind the mask. Um, Spoilers. There's a, few people, there's a few people behind the mask. Uh, Mayu Kihi, Unagi Sayaka. This goes on and on and on. 
it is an exciting possibility. Uh, I, I'm hoping that they air this in some form because, like, I feel like the anime aspect, you probably need this to be televised uh, or we're going to miss, like, half of it. You know, it's like if you go to the live show, how much the anime feel are you going to get? Or are you yeah. just going to watch the matches, right? Yeah. Because because to me, like, the perfect world for this, if they have the anime aspect and, like, they have all the anime animations, is, like, you have, like, anime, I guess, to tell the story for English audiences and then the wrestlers wrestle? Mm-hmm. Maybe? I mean, some of the costumes are ridiculous, so I have no idea what they're going to do. But it's interesting I'm I'm I I got the press release and I was like, how did you get my email? Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Uh, but I I think it could be it can be something, and that, folks, is better than nothing. Yeah. So the press release uh, it does talk about that their debut show, their world premiere, um, uh, is happening on the 21st of September. Uh, they will be f- in the main event. It will be. Uh, I'm not gonna say they're not. It's a, it's Unagi versus Sayori. Yeah, I was not. Gonna, I was not gonna say their uh, <laughs> fake names. Unagi Sayaka and Sayori Anu, with the winner of that match competing for the Sukaban World Championship at their second event at some point in the coming weeks. They do not announce, as far as I can tell, in this uh, press release, how you can watch it if you're not there live. But they do yeah. announce that along with the wrestlers added. They will have several events, several elements that will make the event unique, which include, of course, the championship belt, which is a unique, a unique yeah. element to this promotion, sure. uh, seemingly. Wrestler costumes and all merchandise designed by a person. So they have costumes and merchandise. Cool. Hats. All right. Fingernail art. And of course, anime and manga. So no idea where you can watch it. But uh, seemingly there will be a way to watch at some point announced. I wouldn't be surprised if it's probably fight. Um, but uh, we'll freaking, I guess, find out whatever's happening with this promotion. This has been in the works for a couple of years. Do you know anything about it beyond what? I, mean, I don't know if you can say, but if you know anything about this promotion beyond what has been press released. um, I heard about it about a year ago. I never heard the name. Obviously, sure. I would have said the name to someone if sure, I heard sure. the name. Uh, but it is something that had seriousness behind it, which yeah. to me was the most meaningful thing. And I've had people ask me, like, well, what is it? I was like, I don't know. Like, they have Bushi Road, former Bushi Road execs connected. They have a lot of, ta- I think this is important. They have a lot of talent that is connected to stardom, yes, taking part, including current goddesses of stardom champion Sayori Ano. Yeah, in, the in this, event, in the main event, of like the first she's show. in the main event. So, something tells me this is just this is me, this is a hunch now, but I think. They probably have a decent relationship, at least, Mm -hmm. because, again, they're using a lot of people that they've used. Um, We'll see, because, you know, freelancers can do whatever they want, but I don't know. It's it's one of those things that you're just going to have to see, and if it all can work out, because anime is huge here in America. So, like, this might be their way to make Joshi work as, like, a promotion. It's sold out. I don't know what the venue size is. 
they're selling tickets. Tickets front row tickets are like a hundred bucks, so they were like selling for a good price. Um, I wonder if they sold maybe smaller and they're gonna release more tickets. That's always possible, but I don't know. I it's exciting. The trailer was really well made. Yeah, yeah. That's the question of all the anime stuff. Is like, what is what is that? Tra- is it also is like, is it a taping? You know. Right, so it's like, so it's like we're gonna tape, then we're gonna put the show together, then air it. Yeah, no like idea. with all the anime stuff. No I was like, idea. that would make sense. <laughs> it, it, the Capitol in New York looks like a beautiful venue on the inside. Uh, very high, beautiful ceilings, but like, I don't know, a hundred people maybe. Yeah, I'm guessing it's not gonna be packed. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. That's where I'm at. I think I think you're right that if if there's any way to get Joshi extremely into America, not through AEW, I guess, um, this could be the route. And if anything, I think the swing that they're trying to hit, the home run swing that they're trying to hit, I'm going to guess is like a Lucha Underground esque promotion in the states. Yeah, I, I think the best comparison I saw was Lucha Underground mixed with like Chikara. Sure, sure, yeah, and Joshi. Jakara yeah. is probably like a lot of the name changes and stuff more than anything. It's like, yeah. here's our kayfabe characters. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there, I guess. Um, well, let's get into it. Before we get into it, I just want to do a quick plug, a little sort of kind of commercial break here. And that is, of course, for our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash countoutpod. Uh, we got a bunch of fun stuff on there for $5 a month. Uh, I started, I want to do this plug now before I forget it because I'm thinking about it. I started a new series called The Great Birthday Bash, and that is where I will go through various friends in podcasting and go look at uh, the history of some very important or fun wrestling matches throughout the history of of time, I guess, Uh, but only wrestling matches that took place on someone's birthday. So I had that first episode that was all matches that took place on my birthday, June 26th. That included like Anoki Muhammad Ali. Uh, that included um, uh, Batista versus Triple H for the world title, and that big feud that took place in two thousands. Um, about a bunch of different stuff, um, and talking about sort of the history surrounding matches and whatnot. I'm going to do this sort of intermittently with a bunch of people, but uh, definitely go check that out. There's a new series for that. Uh, plus, um, I think what we're going to do is that I because of all the new like Spotify stuff and like now you can listen to it and apply to all these things. Spotify doesn't allow you to listen to things that are videos. And we have you and I for ring post radio have a lot of videos of Ryan hasn't seen anything our our Patreon series there with watch alongs and whatnot. That's on the $5 tier. And what I'm thinking about doing is I'm thinking about converting all that to audio as well so that you can listen along if you like, uh, because it is a listen along watch along series uh, and I think what I'm going to do is have those listens along be on the the, the $3 tier, the t- cheaper tier, um, so that you can be able to listen to all that stuff on all the tiers just by joining the Patreon on patreon.com forward slash kind of pod. But you'll be able to hear the listens along. And if you wanted to watch the match and not even bother looking it up or uh, for whatever reason, watch us, watch our faces, you can get that on the $5 tier. But again, subscribe to patreon.com forward slash count pod um and watch all of our great series and not just from us from ring post radio but from okada shorts and their series drop your shorts your dose of death uh and maybe one of those days i'll, I'll finally convince scotty to come up with an idea for stardom road but we'll uh we'll get, we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there um 
but yeah, I can barely get one episode out at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, but yes, so we'll go again, patreon.com forward slash counterpod. There's a bunch of fun stuff on there. So go check that out and support all of us here on the Countout Network. All right, let us get to All Out. Uh, of course, that took <laughs> the place. reason you're all here. The reason you're all here, <laughs> beyond CM Punk. It's um, only been an hour. It's only been an hour. Um, all Out took place last night, of course, in Chicago, Illinois, at the United Center. Um, I don't think not happening next year. No, well, Tony Khan couldn't have wink, wink, nudge, nudge more than if he tried. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So let's get to it. Um, I think we'll just do you want to just go in order here. Um, yeah, go from the go. Uh, I mean, I watched everything. I yes, think same. you have to start with Zero Hour just because who won the battle. Yes. Well, I'll talk about Zero Hour in the sense of just sort of grouping it all together. Yeah. Uh, and that is, of course, we got Zero Hour. We had the over budget charity battle royale where basically the winner of it had to go at, gave fifty thousand dollars. I think it was to a charity of their choosing. And the winner of that battle royal was, of course, Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page, another battle royal winner there. Um, there was also a six-man tag team match. Hikaru Shida, Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale, defeating the team of Athena, the Amante, and Mercedes Martinez. And then the AEW World Trios title uh, was also on the line. No longer a semi-main event from London to the last, the main event of the pre-show. Billy Gunn and the Acclaim defending their titles with Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, and Satnam Singh. Uh, with uh, Dennis Rodman in the corner of the acclaimed. So what do you think about um, this zero hour uh, that we watched? I saw someone say it was like a normal episode of Rampage. I was like, that is a great agree. show. So a, uh, a battle royal, a, yeah. a women's schmoz fest, and then uh, like a weird title match that didn't really matter. Yeah, I was like, that you nailed that one. Um Battle Royal, I mean Hangman Page winning. <laughs> that's that's that is that is a good sign. That is a start. I said after that match ended, I said, now this has to be the last time we're putting Hangman Adam Page on a pre-show. No more of that. He needs to be on the main shows. Please and thank you. Um, I thought the women's match was pretty solid. This is this is like the simplest thing to do. Put six of your top women in a match, yep. and it's gonna work. They did it on collision too. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the greatest thing ever, but you know what? It's going to be probably better than some random Britt Baker singles match. Okay? And, you'll, and you'll get some interesting stuff, like Athena yeah. Hikaru Shida had some That got a great reaction. Yeah. That's all I'm looking for. So, check. Success there. Very simple. I'll take it. And the acclaimed tag, the trios run is going to be tough for me. It's going to be tough for me. I was like, ah, oh, this is... Immediately, Ooh. I've already learned that that... that trio title run is already was about the destination and not the journey of being champions yeah yeah between the this match and the collision match i was like Uh-oh. all right <laughs> there you go. i was like i was like uh what i'm looking for trios that could beat them it, <laughs> i i watched this go. match and then immediately looked around the room and was like where where's LFI? Where where's Roosh? Where's Drillistico? I was like, what? I can't believe I'm asking for Preston Vance to be champion. <laughs> I'll take a Preston Vance, man. I'll I'll take him. We say it's all about the all about the uh, destination, but it's like the destination was painful to get to. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, I'm more interested in LFI de- destroying Billy Gunn and him doing a stretcher job at this point. And winning those titles. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say 
and this is for the overall show. My favorite thing that had nothing to do with the wrestling was them changing the commentary team throughout the night. Sure. Yeah. I liked that a lot. I liked getting the different voices. I think Nigel was just on there the whole night, which I liked. Uh-huh. Nigel and Excalibur on the, on there the whole night. Then you had Kevin Kelly switch in. He was at the start. You had Taz. Jim Ross. Yep. Tony Schiavone, maybe eventually. Yep. Um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yes. Oh, he was bad. But yeah. Well, to be fair, to be fair, he wasn't. He wasn't a talker. He wasn't a talker. Yeah. I uh, I would have to say, if I by the way, Excalibur, Kevin Kelly, Nigel McGuinness, I think they are my favorite group of commentary. See, someone's not making a funny comment for me to pop though, like Taz does. So I. Uh, Taz gets Taz gets me every single show. Can I do my hot take? Is this is this the day I unveil my hot take? You hate Taz. I don't hate Taz. I'm just over it. I I, I oh I love Taz. I I am over the the joking at the commentary table from Taz, and it's like I get it. I get why people like it. It's just like I don't necessarily want like my main event to have Taz cracking jokes the entire time. And that's that's frustrating for me. My favorite team is the uh, Riccoboni Nigel team that I'll never get again. That's that's a good team. <laughs> that is a good team to be fair. That that stretch on collision was like collision's best stretch yeah. too. So it was like that uh, was a good run. It was a good run. Um over budget battle royal. I mean, I didn't have any big thoughts on it. Uh I, I literally only saw Hangman win. I missed everything except for like the Scorp- final two. Scorpio Sky was in it. I, he popped up out of nowhere. Um, Sean Spears was in it too. Uh, yeah, there's nothing really to say. I don't really think. You know, I, I know this isn't a hot this. take, but uh, I don't need to make Scorpio Sky work. Like he's fine. I don't. I don't know what the plan was for Scorpio Sky. Thing I, is, he like he screams rampage <laughs> <laughs> you know what also is funny about the whole cm punk firing uh is, what it cm punk left the company faster than thunder rosa can debut on collision yes yeah, so she must have like had a setback or something huh you seem right i mean seemingly is she still on the graphics of the opening uh credits i don't i'm trying to recall i don't believe so yeah, so I, she must have had some sort of setback. Um, who the hell knows what's happening with uh, Thunder Rosa at this point? But right, Thunder Rosa existed. So let's get to the main show. Uh, the show opened up all out. Opened up with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Title Match. Better than you, Bay Adam Cole and MJF defeating the team of Alex Reynolds and John Silver. This match, of course, getting uh, played up with MJF and Alex Reynolds being coach versus student. Adam Cole's relationship with John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and more importantly, MJF's consistent neck injury where he had to leave and then hang out near the entrance ramp a la Cody Rhodes at Revolution a couple years ago. Uh, so what did you think of this uh, tag team match here for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles? I am, like, so sold on just everything MJF does. <laughs> you're that you're a devil said, worshiper? Like, the problem is he wasn't out there for half the match so no. i was like oh my god can we just can he hurry up i yeah. was like i was like can we get to the big pop where he makes the miraculous save mm-hmm. uh which we did and then it worked out he had the kangaroo kick all that good stuff um 
they did this last week. Yeah. The the you know the wrestler get hurt, mm-hmm. go to the back, and then come back out. I was like, that's that's interesting to do it twice. Um, it worked better for MJF though because it got a big pop. Like when Pento Scaro came back, and they were like, what? What? <laughs> you know, because they didn't focus on Pento when he got hurt. You thought it was legit. I thought it was a legit injury. Yeah. MJF, we were like, all right. I know how this goes. I've watched professional wrestling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it, it works every time, so I can't even get mad at it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, match was fine. It it was a TV match on a pay per view, which Completely I would agree. say about I would say about the first two matches. I, I the would first four on paper. I will I will explain after. I think the first five matches arguably on tv i I think are a great dynamite yeah definitely a great dynamite without a doubt i think the first five matches of pay-per-view are a great dynamite and then brian Danielson and ricky starks happens and they shift in the gear oh my god like that's what it it shoots off but but even then like so so you know why i think this card was so good why they built it to me like a japanese card Sure. You saved the heavy hitters for the end so that you weren't tired by the end. Like this show, it was breezing by for yeah. me. It was also like in the f- sub four hours too. Yeah, which was very nice. Uh, <laughs> but like the first five matches breezed by. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. 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 That's all I asked for. Yeah. I thought the match, uh, I thought, yeah, like you said, I, I thought the match was a solid like TV title match. I, again, you know, MJF is over, and I understand why they're doing the Cody Rhodes spot, which is what I'm going to call that spot <laughs> of leaving the match yeah. pre-injury or whatever, during injury. That's, I think Cody still probably does that. Do you, did you think, uh, how are you liking Dark Order here, Alex Reynolds and John Silver? Oh, I couldn't give a shit less about that. I, I like the little chair shot in the back of MJF. To that was good. Out. That was that good. That was good, but, you, but here's the problem. Any team could have done that. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, like... I don't know. The kingdom could have done that. Yes. I think what sucks about the dark order right now, beyond arguably many <laughs> things is that I don't think they included, they, they included them into this because they're turning their, their heels and there's the Adam Cole connection. I don't think the crowd gave one crap about any of that. You know why I'll say they were in this because they were probably supposed to be on all it. And uh, that didn't happen. Well, well, <laughs> the righteous aren't going to make it. Then uh, I guess they're not coming over or whatever. Um, Remember when the righteous got like a hype video like three weeks ago on Rampage or something? That yeah, they were coming to AEW. They ain't coming to AEW. Oh yeah, they were. They were so close to getting that London payday. <laughs> it just fell that, apart. That would have been a, that would have been a silly goose move by Tony Khan. That would have been worse than not firing CM Punk. Not agreed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ring of Honor World TV title match Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor Six minutes and 23 seconds I mean this was just a very quick oh, Hold Hold Time What? The most important part of both these two matches Happened before this match started My apologies sir What was it? So so MJF's walking out And M- and then Samoa Joe makes his entrance Samoa Joe shoves MJF And we Out of nowhere We're just Well the, it was a throwback to 
the the Brooklyn event where Samoa Joe shoved MJF yep. at, in in NXT. Yep. But the point is, it's now leading us to a feud because he then put him in a chokehold to you know wring his neck neck again. And AEW just announced with this wonderful poster, mind you, um, that MJF speaks live, and it's a stare down between MJF and Samoa Joe. Yeah, we're cooking. We're cooking. They said, "Oh, see, I'm Punk's gone. All right, we'll just do Samoa Joe. Sounds good, man." You know what I also saw that was interesting was someone pitched the idea of, "Oh, well, you know, we have this tournament coming up, mm-hmm. and you know, Samoa Joe will probably be a part of that tournament to wrestle uh, MJF at Grand Slam." But who, you know, who else is in that tournament? Roddy Strong. And you know how great his, storyteller that Roddy Strong is, by the way. And you know how so his neck. You know, remember how his neck got injured in the first place? Yeah, Samoa, yeah, jo- Samoa. Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe murdered him. <laughs> we're we're getting somewhere. We're, uh, the threads are coming together here. Yeah, uh, on accident, arguably, because I don't think this was originally the direction. No, I would argue <laughs> Punk was probably the original direction. But uh, <laughs> hey, you know, we'll we'll take it. We'll certainly take it. Uh, oh, I just want to say like one thing about Punk. Mm-hmm. I just realized I'm happy. I I want him to not wrestle again because Punk versus Samoa Joe at Wembley. At Wembley, let's wrap it up like that. You know, nice yeah. for the for the CM Punk fans like myself. Let's just put it in a box, put it to the side, call it a day. I think that that's a good bow to to wrap the gift on. Is that a fr- that's not a phrase. Uh, Ring no, of Honor World TV. I, I knew what you were going for, but <laughs> it's fine. Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. I didn't think much of this match. Uh, no, Shane Taylor. Fine. Shane Taylor did looked fine, but you know, no one cared about him, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and Samoa Joe just did his thing, and that was pretty much it in six minutes. Yeah, yeah. They they had a different beef match on this show that I think more well, not beef, forward to, not so. specific to beef. Meat, meat, <laughs> meat, <laughs> meat. Uh, <laughs> did I say it enough yet? <laughs> Meet forever. Uh, oh, Chicago. Meet core country. Meet <laughs> <laughs> I would. You know how hard I would have popped if the crowd started a meet. You would have gave the match like seven stars if that happened. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, I don't got anything to say about Samoa. First seven star match ever, strictly because they said meet <laughs> core country. Also, the the people that were in the copper box that day, I'm watching you. <laughs> that that drove me insane. Agreed. Uh, AWTNT title match Luchasaurus defeats Darby Allen in 12 minutes and 14 seconds. This was just a mauling of Darby Allen. It appeared, um, this, this was just Darby Allen just getting crushed to death constantly by a Luchasaurus, which, Hey, you know, uh, that puts Darby Allen on the shelf, quote unquote, for a little bit to make his triumphant return. Maybe at some point to wrestle somebody for something at, uh, the wrestle dream in seattle so that's the heat it's a match all about heat that's what this was i think darby allen is so good Mm -hmm. at what he does yeah agreed that is how i watched this match i was like he has made this match so much better than it has any right to be because he's so good at getting his ass kicked Mm -hmm. you know like he 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 raised this match up a lot it wasn't like what we'd see later in the show, but it was still really good for uh, uh, the first half. And I think that's why, you know, you and I said, like, it was a great dynamite. Yeah. Because of a match like this. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think it was. This is like the poor person, but this is the poor person version of the Samojo matches, though, that he had with him earlier this year. Agreed, agreed. It is definitely a downgrade, but at the end of the day, this was all just to build heat to Wrestle Dream, whatever that's going to take place. Pain, pain in me though that Luchasaurus is still champion. Well, I know. Hopefully, I the, wish Christian was, Cage was champion. I don't like now <laughs> with the whole Christian Cage thing. Is like I don't necessarily know how what the. It, what the match would be at Wrestle Dream for Darby to presumably win the title. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily... Is it a four-way with Nick Wayne in there? Is Swerve in... I thought the match should have just been Swerve and Darby and we never looked back. (laughs) I agree. Like, that's the other thing. Like, Swerve is involved in this as well, so... I don't know where we're going with any of this stuff, but... Talk uh, about a guy we should be booking up now that CM Punk's gone. I agree. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it on this damn show, but I'm going to keep doing it till we do it. But again, match the build, the heat for uh, Wrestle Dream. Darby is seemingly, I would guess still, if he's not winning in here, he's winning the TNT title there. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, singles match, Miro defeats Powerhouse Hobbs in 15 minutes and 34 seconds. The crowd, the entire time, practically the entire time, it took him a little bit. But once they got it into did. cheering meat to every single slam and meat forever and holy meat... Uh, they got super into it, and I like it a lot, and it feels like Miro fully adopted the meat uh, chance um, and almost made it his own. Um, and I'm excited, man. I don't know why Tony Khan has not announced Miro versus The Butcher uh, for Wednesday's Dynamite, you know, the yeah, meat man. I don't know how we haven't entered a meat division. <laughs> they asked that. Like, are we going to have a meat division now? And I was like, that would be a brilliant idea. Just yeah. all the beefy guys hitting each other every week. That's yeah. all that we call the never open weight division once mm-hmm. upon a time. Uh, not anymore because David Finley and Tamatanga run that now. But ruin run, whichever you prefer. But uh, this match itself. Um, uh, I don't have fun. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> like, fun too. It was, and the match <laughs> itself, you know, about like this idea of like just equal powerhouses just doing their own moves and doing moves yeah. to each other and all this you know, doing their stealing moves or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just kind of who's the meteor wrestler, I guess, at the end of the day. Um, they go for respect at the end, and then Will Hobbs turns on Miro afterwards. So we babyface Miro, I guess, out, out of all of this. And then after the match, uh, as Will Hobbs is beating down Miro, you have the debut of one CJ Para, Perry, formerly known as Lana, the hot and flexible wife of Miro. Coming down the ring, kind of awkwardly, she does the Miz thing where her husband's getting beaten down, and the you know the the Miz thing where his his the, the fiend is destroying his family and wife, and instead of like blood feuding his way out there, he has to go out and do the whole spin. Uh, she she comes out, does a thing as his wife has, as his as her husband's getting beat down, and then rushes to the ring. Um, you can take someone Oof. out of WWE, you can't take the sports entertainment out of the person, I guess. Um, and makes the save, and then Miro. This is rough. Miro walks away from the save, uh, being like, you're not real to his own wife. So what do you think, I guess, fully? Any other more thoughts about the match and any thoughts about CJ Perry making maybe a debut, maybe more, I don't know, at this show? Um, I, I kind of was hoping that this would be like the organic lead to them becoming like a tag team or something. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. No, nope. <laughs> it was Lana. <laughs> I was like, why? <sighs> uh, like I knew she was eventually going to show up because he talks about her all the time in her, his promos. But I was like, 
gonna do it at a pay-per-view she's gonna just like show up backstage <laughs> i was like really like there's no i don't know I, I i don't have interest in that the match itself was a lot of fun so yeah i thought the match was fun i thought it was you know a good uh, uh hard-hitting match good meat slap and meat match yeah good sleep <laughs> good meat slap and meat match i think miro tweeted out and i thought of it the exact moment they did like the handshake thing at the end there the the yeah. uh rocky i believe it was rocky the bit of like the oh, two yeah. guys yeah, 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 yeah. that this is the perfect the perfect moment for that um yeah, I, you know, if we could have turned this into a tag team and do Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs and to Big Bill and Brian Cage, you know, that's the that's the meat factory that I want to be a part of. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about, folks. That's that's your meat factory that you want to go to, <laughs> that, that you want to attend. Quote me on that. <laughs> quote, quote me on that. Um, AWTBS title match: Chris Statlander defeats Ruby Soho, getting our first victory over Ruby Soho. Uh, in the history of their rivalry. What do you think of this match? My opinion is that this match is the reason I think the show ends up being so great. Mm. And people may like say that and be like, what? My reasoning is that it was a good women's match on a pay-per-view, which isn't always what we get from AEW. Like, I thought, and I don't think this is that hot of a take because there it, it was mostly just Jade squashes. This was probably the best TBS title match of the title's history. Sure. And it wasn't like this blow away match. It was just a good wrestling match between Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. And yeah. honestly, that's all I was asking for. I think Chris is getting better and better. As she come, you know, since since coming back, as you'd expect, but it's good to see. Um, and I like that Tony's kind of going back to babyface because I think Tony's a better babyface than she is a heel. I agree. Uh, yeah, there there was a little of a botch there at the end there of uh, Tony Storm going to the <laughs> wrong area. But uh, I was like, I was like, how did how did you end up on the wrong side? Okay, whatever. surely there's a monitor under the ring <laughs> to know where mm-hmm. you are. But whatever um well it's australia you know she's australian or whatever so it's it it spins the other direction uh so she just went the other direction does that make sense um yeah no i i think i I get what you're saying that this is probably the best tbs talent match i thought the match was like completely serviceable and good um that that's all it took i guess that's that's the bar (laughs) with it was like that or uh chris's from like collision a few weeks ago I really like that match. <laughs> I did really like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I like that. Was that, that for more. the title? <sighs> Gonna have to look that up. <laughs> I don't remember it being for the title, but <sighs> if it was, then that probably is, and then this is second. <laughs> uh, let's see. What we think? It might have been because that feud kind of like disappeared for the Mercedes Martinez, right? For collision. Yes, that was for the title. All right, so that was first. This is second. Congratulations. Let's see what Cage Match had it at. Cage Match had it at a 6.55. And they had and this, this is at, one. I had this one up. 6.62. Ah, this is the best one. <laughs> Told you guys. You're welcome. I think those, but those two matches are signs of the right thing. I agreed. I, I can agree to that. And, and I said. Now, that. when we do Chris and Willow, we'll have our best one. Agreed. Uh, or Athena. Or someone. Please. Athena could be good. Athena could be Please, good. Athena. Can we get her on TV? Give Willow the title so that you can just have Athena on Dynamite. That's all you got to do. I think I can give Billy the title. 
Probably. <laughs> Which, Probably. you know, that's the way to get someone over. Um, but like I said, I thought that first half was a real, really good dynamite. But let's strap in. Click, click uh, on into. I, I don't think I was ready. I wasn't ready for that pun I made to the strap match. Let's strap in for the strap match discussion. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starks. Holy shit, dude. This match ruled so much. I was shocked. I, you want my take? Give me that take. Not only was this my match of the night. Sure, yeah, I, I can agree with that. This is one of the best AEW matches of the year. And when I saw this on, on paper, I said, it'll be good. You know, Danielson's yeah. probably back. Danielson's back early. You know, he's probably going to. He'll, he'll go pretty. a little easy on him. Yeah, he'll go easy. Like, the strap will help them. It's Ricky Starks, who's most, you know, he has he doesn't really always hit in his matches. Really good on the promo stuff, right? But he doesn't always hit on the matches. The CM Punk stuff is in the back of my mind, so that's not helping. Because I have seen Ricky Starks have good matches. His stuff with Powerhouse Hobbs back in the day. You know, those were good. But I was like, eh, it'll be fine. <laughs> oh, how, boy, how, oh, boy. <laughs> how dare we doubt the, the I was man pacing. in this match. Yeah. Ooh, I was pacing, pacing in my living room. Because of how good this was. Because every time they hit each other in the face with the strap, I was losing my mind. It was I was a, like, this is unreal. It was a really, really good match up until the moment where Starks is on the top of that turnbuckle. Brian uh-huh. prepares the strap and just wallops him Whop. so hard. And that and then does it over and over and over again. Same volume, same sound, uh, that crispness of the leather strap. Just over and over again hitting him. And then he falls over and he hits him some more. Just the that moment that happened, the match just took off. And I was talking to people twice today about the crazy like athleticism that is involved in wrestling. And also mm-hmm. the, the the whole discussion again of like, oh, it's all fake, right? Wrestling's all fake. And I and I responded with This wasn't fake, baby. My <laughs> usual response to that, right, is like well, you know, of course, storylines can be faked and, and punches and kicks can be fake. But still, at the end of the day, can you run around for 20 minutes while lifting someone the same size as you and falling on your back for the, the entire 20 minutes? No, that, that takes an incredible athletic performance. Here in this match, I don't think there was a single thing in this match that was worked other than just the smoke and mirrors aspect of you know that Danielson Not talked about throwing one single strike with that arm, those straps hurt like the Dickens, or at least sound like it. And at the very end, when he the finish being uh, Danielson oh, choking my out God, Starks, it was so good. You usually see you know like a finger in there to make it alleviate. No, that's a that looked as shoot as possible. That looked as legit of a, of a choke that I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Uh, that, that, that was, was like, it. That was great. That was fantastic. That, that was the perfect finish for me because yeah. Starks, like Starks's face, was perfect. Yeah, and, and purple, <laughs> purple. Like I walked out of this match, I was like, "Listen, I don't know what CM Punk and Ricky Starks had in store. Right? They were going to be the main event. They were going to probably have a strap match. Probably would have been really good." But Ricky Starks is walking out of this match with Brian Danielson, a made man. I don't know for sure if he would have with CM Punk. Completely and agree. Brian Danielson did this with one arm. 
Yeah. One arm. I don't know. Like, I love Kenny. Obviously, Osprey's amazing. You know, like, all these guys. Mox- Okada's great. Moxley. Moxley's fantastic. Moxley's one of my top wrestlers of the year. But on a on a game-to-game basis, there I, I just don't know if there's anyone better than Brian Danielson for me right now. Like, and I don't know if there's anyone that can do this. His arm wasn't okay. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't okay. He's back probably a month early. And he's fine. Thank God. Yeah. But like him stepping up and now he's pretty much taking on the CM Punk role on collision, probably in every way, whether it's producing, booking, whatever, sure. and being the main star. Yelling at Ryan Nemeth to get out of the arena. Yeah. It, I don't know if it gets much better than that. It's a replacement, like just yeah. to have. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you weren't here already. you weren't here for the past month. Yeah, now you are. Now you're gonna take over the main role. I I think this match was so good to me because I didn't expect it at all. Yeah. That's why I love it so much. Like that's why for me, and it made Ricky Starks for me. Like that that is ever this match was everything I look for in wrestling. I completely agree. This was as real as it gets. Yeah. This oh, is God, this is so this is real graphs. This is what yes. Is. I haven't stopped thinking about it. It's great. Like that the gunshot sound of that strap, and they just kept hitting each other in the face with it. I was like, because you could see in the match pretty much Ricky realized, oh shit, yeah, I gotta like, I gotta hit back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta oh, bring it. Yeah. And, and I like that because you know, it's sort yeah. of Danielson talked about in his presser, like that he was so good. Though. And I and I believe. To a certain extent, what Daniels is talking about, because he doing he's doing these pressers way less kayfabe than everybody else. Um, but like the Which idea makes of, him doing it better than everyone else. But the idea of like Ricky can dish out what you give him, you just have to give it to him. And Daniels fucking gave it to him <laughs> in this match because he gave a lot of props to Ricky. Yeah, he got whipped. Uh, in this match, and and Stark certainly gave it back hundred hundredfold back to Danielson. In uh, just that finish of just like the life of Stark's leaving his eyes seemingly as he passes out in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Um, just great. I just just great. That's all I, it is, and I'm excited. I hope that a collision Stark's Danielson feud continues. Of course, we're gonna get Big Bill versus Danielson at some point. Uh, that's my wrestle dream, baby. Uh, Going back to uh, when Danielson came out of retirement. That uh-huh, was his first uh-huh, feud. Uh-huh. Him he, big he, cast, baby. Determined to get big cast over. Well, you're the gonna... big cast got fired. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, yeah this match was great. Dude, this match, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, I know a lot of people love the And I thought there were three great matches on this show. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people love the main event, but like this one didn't leave my brain. We, I mean, shame on us ultimately for not fully expecting what we were being given because it, it is to me. Well, we agreed Danielson was not on the card. Okay, fair, 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 fair. fair. <laughs> but this idea of like, like strong style strap match you know like this sort of like the ferocity the the violence that we've seen in these dog collar matches in this company yeah it's probably because is it because of starks 
Like I don't. Maybe Start we just didn't. A lot. Start, I, mean, I don't know if. I don't know if I ever expected him to go to that. Agreed. You know, I and I think that's the thing about Starks is Starks. I Starks doesn't always, as you sort of already alluded to, he doesn't always have that that thing where he can bring someone up to his level. Sometimes he mm-hmm. can, sometimes he can't really. Um, but but when he is with someone that is way higher of a level, maybe not way higher, but you know one of the greatest of all time, okay. Brian Danielson. Way higher, Brian Danielson. That's not a mean thing. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. <laughs> um, it 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 showcases just the level of talent that he has and what he can do, yeah. and just dish back what he's given. I mean, Danielson looked phenomenal in this match, uh, and I can't yeah. wait to see him wrestle a Wrestle Dream and whatever schmaz that's going to be. Um, but Starks just being able to step up to the plate and hit a home run like he did really shows a lot, and I really want to see something come out of this for him. I don't know what it can be. Quite honestly, I have no clue what the direction of Starks can be after all this. But right now, my best get is just continuing the feud of Danielson until something else comes up along for Starks. Because yeah. at some point, we need to put a title on this guy. At some point, you would think I love do Ricky. That. Me too. He's awesome. Me he's too. Awesome. He's he is. He, uh, some of his big matches miss, mm-hmm. but I don't always blame him for that. I know a lot of people do like to blame him. Um, you you know what the CM Punk feud was designed as the same as MJF, and that was pretty much save him from the muck that was a Chris Jericho feud prior. And instead, Brian Danielson ultimately saved him. I think, yeah. but um, ah, this was it was so good. It was, like I've had this match. I again, just he go needed, out of your way to see if you haven't. He needed to take the reins, and he took the strap. <laughs> he took that. Took that. Oh, strap, he, oh, he took the strap. All right. Um, let's. Move. Do you have any other thoughts about this match before we move on? No, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta defeat the team of Eddie Kingston and Katsuri Shibata. Uh, uh, kind of uh, kind of an out-of-nowhere finish here of Claudio Castagnoli getting the win over Eddie Kingston. I was kind of surprised by that result. Um, but still, nonetheless, if anything, that, that tells me that we're probably pushing this feud further down the line, and Eddie Kingston and Claudio will probably also be the final battle uh, world title match for Ring of Honor at the end of this year. So That's before Dishonor. Nope, final battle. Yeah. Final battle for December. Yeah, that's fine to save it at this point. <laughs> like, like, why would you waste it? Agreed. You know, it's I. I wanted them to just toss it on this show. Oh, I know, I know you. At did. one point, I know you. But did. Uh, because I was like, you don't need more story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm okay with them waiting. This was fun. This, this, um, this was kind of like a fever dream seeing Claudio and Shibata in there. Yeah, like, right. This, this is crazy. I was like. Let's do more of this. Um, Will you to get his ass kicks always fun too. So I really enjoyed the details of great wrestlers. Mm. Um, one example uh, from the Brian Danielson Ricky Starks match was Brian Danielson going to the top rope uh, when Big Bill and Starks on the outside and doing the crossbody right. Yeah. And how is he caught? Big Bill is essentially catching Brian Danielson. And Ricky Starks essentially just catches the arm, right? Like it, you know, we're just just make sure that my arm is safe. Yeah. Yeah. D- it's tiny little detail that only like you and I or any you know big old wrestling fans can figure out. And based this- on the press conference, 
Mm-hmm. Tony Khan might have threatened Ricky Starks to do that because when Brian Danielson almost fell, I think Tony Khan almost. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, but also in this match, the Blackpool Combat Club at a Kingston Shibata match, tiny little detail of that spot of of Shibata elbows in the corner, elbows in the corner, mm. runs to the other side, gets lit, elbow, uh, uppercut by Claudio, uppercut, uppercut, runs to the other side, kicks him, elbows to the corner, elbows to the corner, drops him. Goes to run, stops, turns around looking at Claudio to make sure that he's on the ground, and then yep. does his drop kick. And I thought that was just yeah. a fantastic, tiny, tiny detail that just really exemplified like the intelligence of Ketsuri Shibata as a wrestler. Uh that I I I, I absolutely adored. It's, it's the small it's so details great. of great wrestlers and experienced, intelligent wrestlers that I think are fantastic. For anyone watching, I just want to like know like do you also, or anyone listening, over the next week, do you just sit there when Shibata's wrestling and think, like, this is the coolest thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't even care if the match is, like, four, five, six stars. Like, I'm just happy when yeah. I'm watching him wrestle, you know? Because he shouldn't be at all. Yeah, and, and you know, th- we're not going to announce it yet, but, you know, if there was a way to tell us, the, the, give us an answer about that question, if only there was a way for uh, to give us an answer to that question. Uh, it maybe it's going across the the YouTube Twitter stream right now. What if only was a way to answer that question Im- immediately? Um, but yeah, no, I, I I thought Shibata was really good here. Eddie Kingston, Claudio, continuing the story. I really enjoyed another detail of story between Claudio Shibata and Yuta, which was um, Yuta getting his legs trapped up by Shibata and Claudio knocking Shibata over. But in doing so, caused more pain to Yuta's leg lock or whatever that he was under from Shibata. And Claudio just kind of like outright ignores it and just leaving and being like, oh, Yuta's fine. He'll get over it. Um, And I thought that was just a tiny little bit of story that I really enjoyed as well. Um, Any other thoughts about this match before we move on, Scotty? I'm all good. No, no. I think uh, it was it was a nice add to the show. Obviously. Agreed. Completely agreed. Um, singles match here, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Kenny Omega. Kanosuke Takeshita gets the win over Kenny Omega. 22 minutes and 21 seconds. The V-triggers, the freaking German suplex or whatever that was onto Kenny Omega's skull, the, the, the crown what? of his skull. The top rope blue thunder bomb that just t- looked like an awful landing for really both of them, especially Kenny Omega. The the bits of story at the end with Don Callis going for the screwdriver finish as well, um, you know, going for the sort of Ray Phoenix hammer into Kenny Omega one wing angel, getting that taken from him and doing a bunch of reversals to eventually to catch to get in the win. I thought was fantastic. These guys are great. Uh, Kenny Omega gets another loss. Takesha gets his second pinfall victory, one first one in singles match outing. Uh, in a recent AEW uh, against Kenny Omega, the the everything is going down to Kenny uh, to Kenosuke Takeshita, and I'm very intrigued how, if at all, this feud continues, and if not, where we go with all this. Uh, right now, the only thing I can think of is, is Kenosuke Takeshita versus Chris Jericho. I don't know about that one, but uh, I, I'm interested to see where we can go with all this. Maybe Takeshita teaming up with someone else. Um, I don't know, but th- they are putting a rocket to him by getting these wins over Omega. Or at least Omega's giving him a rocket. 
uh, and putting mm-hmm. him over. So I'm very intrigued. This match was great. These guys are fantastic wrestlers. The amount of suplexes, the strikes, the the trigger, the, the knee attacks alone. The match was great. This match was very, very good. What did you think about this match? Big shock. Kenny Omega delivers in singles match. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. Can you believe stunned. it, folks? Can you believe that we got a night full with a with a John Moxley singles match, a Kenny Omega singles match, and a Dan, a, Brian Jesus Brian Danielson singles match? And oh my God, they were able to deliver. That's crazy. It's almost like they're you know the three guys you lean on when you need them the most. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean this is great, and I'll say this, and this isn't me being disrespectful to the match because I thought it was great. I thought Takeshita looked like a freaking star at the end. Needs new theme music. Uh, But I thought he looked at a star at the end. They have a better match. Ooh, interesting take here. Why do you say that? They have a better match, whether it's bigger stakes. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a stipulation. I just think there's – I think they still held back. Yeah. And it's probably in the end that Kenny win, you know, that ultimately gets us there. I just watched this and I was like, I don't know. I think I think they can go to another level. And maybe that's just me with Kenny matches. I just always expect there to still be better. Like you and me talking about it with Osprey and Kenny, and people have talked about those two matches this year as the end all be all matches of this year. I still prefer the New Japan one, uh, the Wrestle Kingdom one. Sure. Over the AEW one, which is the hot take, anyways. But I still think they have better than that too, you know. And yeah. I think to catch them, the more he gets comfortable in this heel role, in ring, the better it will be. But you know, he hasn't had that many matches since turning heel. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still fantastic. So I just wanted to put that out there. I love, I love that Kenny was. I, I love that Kenny put over to catch to here. Okay. Um, I think clean that was more in the middle important. of the ring. Yeah. Or as clean as it can get with Don Callis. Um, <clears throat> I get what you're saying there. And I think kind of to talk about what you're talking about of like, you sort of, we still have like, despite having a great match, you sort of still expect more from Kenny Omega. And I think that is like just the comparison of the, you. I, it's still very recent. And you and I are still comparing, I think, to the Okada Omega series, where it was so great <laughs> that like, I wonder if the, there is this element of like, we know especially since how recent it is, it feels like he could still go there despite all these injuries and surgeries and all this stuff. It feels like he should be able to go there, but maybe, you know, maybe that is behind us and he's still able to put a great performance, but it's, it's instead of a 10, it's a nine, you know what I mean? It's, it's still great. It's just like a notch below from his physical prime, I guess. I mean, that yeah. was that was what 2016, 2017, or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we years. say physical prime, but even then, it's like he's still one of, if not the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, I mean, he was thirty. <laughs> he was like thirty-four when those matches happened. Now he's yeah, like nearing yeah. forty. I, so I, I think he just like, I think when he wrestles, he builds to something bigger. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's probably what he wants with Takeshita. Because I, I don't think the feud's over. Agreed. The feud never ends when the heel wins. You know, it's like it's just it just doesn't happen. Especially in this story. I think it would be silly for it to end. And there's also the Osprey connection. Mm-hmm. Do we get Kenny and Jericho versus Takeshita and Osprey? 
what a what a weird thing that would be, huh? Sure. Uh, I think Takeshita probably wrestles either Jericho or actually no, Jericho's moved on. He's going to tag team stuff. Um, so I think he either wrestles Ibushi or Hangman, which would be good, preferably Hangman. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure you know if they want to get a singles match out of Ibushi, they will. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's where we go. Uh, but it's good. What what is best is that to catch the one, he has momentum. He's he, while I said Starks is a made guy, this does a lot to make Takeshi a made guy for the AEW audience. Agreed. Agreed. And I do think... He beat him clean. He beat him clean. And a win over Omega is huge. This is... The, but the fact that Omega... you know, He's huge, by the way. Takeshi's gigantic. I know. <laughs> the fact that Omega is on this thing of like, look at all the injuries he has. He's, he's breaking mm-hmm. down. Um, he's he's out of his prime or whatever. You know that's the whole story and that's the whole thing. He Omega's protected in that sense. There is an element where it's not, and I think that's also kind of what we're talking about is that it the Takeshita over Omega win doesn't feel as big because it's not Prime Omega. It is a story about a guy continuously breaking down. A win over someone who is more established, more in their prime, and all this stuff. If Takeshita got a win over Adam Page. You can make an argument that there that almost feels bigger in this company than Omega. I still think, and obviously, I'm still saying that Omega w- victory is still huge for Takeshita. But I think there is that element of like he he has to go up against guy like a win over like Moxley would be huge. Um, I think beating okay. Kenny first is a good step. Is better than having beaten Hangman first, for Agreed. example. Agreed. Completely but had agree. he beat Moxley first, then yeah, that'd, that'd, that'd be, be huge. That'd be, that'd be different. Yeah. Because no one really beats Moxley. We're we're having a discussion that's about very minute <laughs> preferences. Yeah, yeah. It's like the hierarchy of AAW. Like who beating? I think your biggest win is Moxley. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying he should, but the international title. No. Huh? Makes. Some... I don't know if Moxley. I have no idea if Moxley's a heel or babyface anymore. I've just decided he's Moxley. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. he can he can do whatever you want. I think. That's uh, fair. But like that's a possibility possibility i like that they're just making Takeshita a guy agree he should be a guy agree um a very 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 talented guy at that agreed completely agree you can also spin kenny off to and i don't think they're doing this but i mean i wouldn't mind seeing kenny and jay white again just saying is that is that over is that feud over i don't know i don't know what uh, listen here's the thing here's the thing Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about this now so i better bring it up the Bangman Gang, they're so over. Yeah. But I just don't know, like, what they're just getting plucked into things right now. <laughs> and it's like, all right, you're going to feud with CM Punk. Then you're going to feud with FTR. Then you're going to feud with the Young Bucks. Then you're going to feud with Kenny. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. They really need, we- at this point, a long, substantial feud with somebody. I guess that's Jay who does. Yeah. Yeah, because the the, the other three know, just I tag along. I don't know. Juice should get a substantial oh, I I think Juice and Tony eventually need to be paired together on TV. I never want the couples paired together. Mm-hmm. But I keep thinking I, I was talking I was talking to Dylan uh yesterday about this. And we were thinking about the Fred Rosser feud and how great they were in that like one match. I know a lot of people got mad about it. I did it. Um, 
and I like how great they just were on screen. I was like, you know, someday that'll make sense. But for now, yeah, we should just like get a story. Or they can just beat FTR. I'm fine with that too. Me too. I wanted them to beat FTR last time. I they think went 59 minutes. I, I watch Bullet Club Gold and I just think back to myself. Remember late 2022 when Juice Robinson was such a bore on television? It was just like I was always this, a believer. Why is this guy here? <laughs> he does nothing. The crowd is him. I had conversations with people. They're like, I don't get it. Why do you like juice? It's like, trust me, it's in there. It's in there. <laughs> and and he's and he's tapped into it now. The craziness, the frantic craziness of Juice Robinson has been tapped yeah. into and it works so well. He's yeah. like a rabbit ant. Juice, he, baby. He, he is he is animal from the Muppets. That is that is Juice Robinson to a T. Is that he is a rabid animal, um, and he's a muppet of a man. Um, How can you not love cracked juice? I agree. I agree. And I and I, I I'm enjoying the Gun Club. I'll say this too. I'm enjoying the Gun Club. They're doing really good. I think they they work off them very well. I completely agree. And and you know to the extent as well, if the Elite and FTR, I thought they their work was great. There was probably I mean this match went ultimately 21 minutes 41 seconds. Say I'd probably say there were 10, 15 minutes maybe of constant nonstop action happening on my screen of people flying all over the place. And it was great. Uh, I love the dynamic between the two teams, especially now with all the CM Punk drama. Uh, I think it adds to that that tension. Young Bucks, we had a, they had a, they had a spring in their step last they, night. They certainly had a spring in their step. I love the crowd booing them and Nick Jackson doing the hot tag and immediately getting the crowd on his side. Um I, I I like that they're basically replaying the the storyline of what FTR did when they came into the company and about this handshake and all this stuff. They're sort of replaying that storyline to a certain extent. But I think it works better now because since everyone sort of knows the behind-the-scenes elements of everything, that there is active tension between these two groups that I think works way better here than it did previously in their, the beginnings yeah. of their feud back in 2021 or whatever that was. Um, <laughs> I, I do like, I don't know if anyone else noticed this. So obviously, I don't know if anyone, and I'm going to ask this, I didn't watch this show live. But <clears throat> I wanted to know, I didn't see anything about the internet talking about this. So obviously in a collision, you know, you get the the, the old uh, Cash Wheeler X throwing up the X spot, right? on their entrance of the the CM Punk X spot thing, whatever, in their entrance on Collision. Um, Everyone was talking about that and complaining about that or whatever on the internet. That's fine. Did anyone else notice, do you notice, Scotty, the BTE trigger during this match with Matt Jackson and Dax Harwood and what what happened during that spot? Did anyone else notice that or was it just me? The BTE trigger in the match? Yes. When Punk, when he did the watch thing? Yeah, I noticed that. Did the internet go go crazy about that? No. Yeah, I don't. I, I was shocked that that happened. The internet. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> I was shocked that that happened. The internet didn't talk about it once. But a hundred percent, Matt Jackson's like BTE trigger, and 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 Dax Harwood just looks at his watch, uh, seemingly uh, at, wondering if it's clobbering time, uh, which of course is his favorite progress pay per view. Um, oh, trust me, I I saw that. I was like. <sighs> put it away man put it away we're done with it put the watch away (laughs) uh but i i like i know they're clearly not happy about it sure but 
they still competed at a high level yesterday. They Agreed. did everything with the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. Everything great with the Young Bucks. I really like Dax's match with Jay White and, on Collision. And um, like that, that bringing up the Punk thing, as much as it sort of sucks, uh, it again going back to what I said, it plays into the reminder of us, the audience, the tension between these two groups. Mm-hmm. You know what's my favorite part about this? Bolt besides bolt the all bolt. the all in match just didn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was like yeah we can, we're gonna toss this on the card because we have to but like the actual grudge match is the the next one that was just like yeah you know we'll we'll toss you a bone England yeah but uh, we don't really care you know we're gonna have our real great all timer match the next time when we actually have a feud to build it up not just hey uh. We need a we need a big match on this card. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Brits are going to get angry at us uh, uh, more, more than what sorry. they already are. But I don't know how you watch this match and think that wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this was a great outing between all of them. I thought, like I said, 10, 15 minutes of like nonstop action for the end there. It was a sprint. Um, Total nonstop action? Potentially. Potentially. Uh, hey, Jay, for, the, uh... former, former TNA wrestler Jay White, right? Generation me? Generation me, generation me, For, former su- sons of former TNA legend Billy Gunn, the former Aspen. Impact Tag Team Champion Josh Robinson. Yeah, I think we we've nailed it. We've nailed it. Total nonstop action. Let's go, baby. And then your main event, AEW International Title Match: John Moxley defeats Orange Cassidy to end the long reign, three hundred twenty-six day reign of Orange Cassidy in nineteen minutes and forty-three seconds. I mean, what? Is there to say about this match? This match was a bloody affair. Uh, this match, uh, you know, you talk about John Moxley didn't bleed. John Moxley didn't bleed. The only blood on him was Orange Cassidy's that he bit was a off lot. of him or whatever. Um, you talk about Darby Allen being a a great underdog seller and and just really showing like the the effects of wrestling on his body. Orange Cassidy nailed it here as well of just the sheer effects of wrestling and how downtrodden, how destroyed his body is. Um, barely being able to do the punch, Superman punch. I feel like doing a tiny little Roman Reigns shout out of the Superman punch into the spear. Um, uh, and, and just, you know, John Moxley just fucking felt like he was brutalizing Orange Cassidy for 20 minutes straight and Orange Cassidy just doing everything in his power to stand tall uh, but it wasn't enough for one John Moxley. I mean, we talked about it before. The ace of AEW, John Moxley. What a great match. Just a constant David Goliath story where, sadly, in this one, the David uh, loses to the Goliath. See, I won. I won. Because mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy lost. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that, that, was, that was not to be mean. Mm-hmm. to orange cassidy but i felt like the the right the right scenario here was him losing agree. I, 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 agree. I thought moxley winning was the right choice i i like to me if had he lost no one would have made sense to end this feud mm-hmm. you know like we just said it like beating moxley's the biggest achievement and truthfully, this was like the end of Orange Cassidy's signature reign. I don't think he's going to get a world title. Like, this was his world title reign. He made the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a great job. 
right? He never gave up. He kept fighting back, fighting back. I loved the, you know, him doing the pocket kicks and then they got harder and harder and he was like getting aggressive. Like that was awesome. And I just love Moxley pretty much saying, all right, that's enough. You know, like pretty much saying I have to do this. And he just maybe the best. Uh, what does he call the move? Paradigm shift. I call it Death Rider. He d- d- uh, the finisher here was the Death Rider. The, the only difference is one goes higher up in the air. I was gonna say, have we just switched to the Death Rider? Can we just call it that for the rest of the time? That was always a cooler name. <laughs> there is a there's a tiny difference, and it's just angle. I think one's a sheer drop, like brainbuster DDT gimmick. They're all the same, but pretty that's much. Fine. pretty much. Uh, but I thought this match was a great main event. It is my favorite all-out main event all right hold on let's go through the all-out main Hangman versus jericho uh that was what the first one yep i remember them off the top of my head so you don't have to go well now now i'm going to be quizzing you as well uh so yeah going all the way excuse me going all the way back to 2019 of course we got the first one of all out it was uh results it was Chris Jericho versus Adam Page. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. 2020. Mox and MJF? Mox and MJF. Uh, for the I remember that being pretty forgettable. That was. That was not good. That was not MJF good. was not MJF yet. No, that was like, comp, like you know, the whole, that whole bit. Because that whole feud also had the Mark Sterling bits and everything. And it was just kind of nonsense. Um, uh, 2021. 2021 was Kenny and Christian Cage. Correct, Amundo for the AW. That was title. good, good, good. But it was it got. It from, was better the first time I saw it on Rampage. Yes, it was hurt. <laughs> it was hurt by Christian getting the win beforehand because of the whole title belt yeah. scenario that was happening. It was him. also better. The that that main events lifted up because of what happened after but like the match itself was like good just just good yeah and kenny was towards the end of his reign and you know this one's probably easy all out 2022 moxley and punk yeah again it felt weirdly tampered by the four minute whatever rock four minute rocky four match that took place or whatever yeah Yeah. and then uh, so i think i'm right I think you might be right. <laughs> I think I'm comfortably right, actually. Yeah. So good job to them. <laughs> good job to you. Good job to me as well. But yeah, great show. Um, and I'll say this. This is this this is not only my favorite AEW show of the year. I don't count for Door. Um, that's just sure. Not, sure, sure, sure. Non-canon in many ways. Um unfortunately, that's where, you know. Jack Perry went heel, and we've seen how that goes. It stinks. Um, sorry, I'm gonna have to cry me a river. Um, anyways, I think this is this is my favorite AEW pay per view since Revolution 2022. I gotta look at that card now too. Maybe Revolution <laughs> 2022. Let's see what that card was. That one was the Sting match. Like, was that one of his like first Sting matches where he just goes crazy? I have no idea. That was that was Adam Cole versus Adam Page. I don't know. I remember not liking that main event. 
the six Punk man, and MJF. The yep, the six man tornado tag team match: Darby, Sammy, and Sting versus Andrade, Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. I remember that, that was, was a crazy one. Moxley, Danielson, great. That was great. MJF, CM Punk, the dog collar match. It's good. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Champion. Bad. Jay Cargill, Ty Conti. Uh, Ty Conti looked good in that spot, I think. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, for the, uh, all Ward, things Wardlow winning the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Their ladder matches are bad. That, I remember that spot having the fun, like, sort of Keith Lee, Powerhouse, Hobbs dynamic. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jung- Jurassic Express versus Re- Red Dragon versus Young Bucks. I remember that being pretty good. Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho. That was great. That was, yeah, that was probably then because there was no uh, brawl out <laughs> stuff. You know? um, if, if it's not then, Double or Nothing 2022 maybe when Punk won. Punk won. Uh, I'm trying to see if I remember any. The I don't remember Arena that match. Um, the Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society versus Blackpool Combat Club. That was great. That yeah. was that was what that was. Oh match. yeah, that was really good. That was Matt Eddie Kingston coming down the arena with a gas can. Yeah, um, so maybe double or nothing then. No, I'm looking at the rest of this, and I think you're right with Revolution. Okay, okay, okay. I don't remember any of it. Oh uh, so well, here's here's some right. here's some more stuff. Wardlow versus MJF to start the show. Marred by MJF nonsense. Oh yeah, so that then I'm probably right because that kind of started all the cloudiness. The Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Uh, I know you were excited about this one. Jade Cargill versus Anna J for the TBS title. Ugh. House of Black versus Death Triangle. That was probably good. Uh, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. I miss I. I miss the random Cody matches. <laughs> uh, don't forget this one: American Top Team, Ethan Page. Oh Curtis yeah, Stein, nope. Page Van not double or nothing. Versus not Frankie double or nothing. Nope, nope. Revolution twenty twenty two. This might have been. This was probably my favorite AEW, strictly AEW, pay per view since then. I know a lot of people love Revolution twenty twenty three. Um, I know that's it. I think that's it. Double or nothing this year was pretty bad. Uh-huh. Um. Revolution twenty twenty three was the Iron Man match MJF Danielson. Like I said, I don't count. Like this is top to bottom. Also, sure, 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 sure. I, I know. I'm I, mean, at I guess all in too. counts, but all in, all in was a great show. Mm-hmm. But it had won the cloud over it for like pretty much the whole thing. Yep. You know, um, and this is the most like just top to bottom. I was like, this is fun. This is you know, this is this is AEW. You know. But did but it, did this show you know comparing it to Revolution twenty twenty three did this show all out have something as great as Jungle Boy Jack Perry slamming the coffin on Christian Cage and then as soon as he does it the coffin just f- falls directly into hell uh, is there anything as good as that spot? I, I don't know if the best thing you could have done to try to convince me was start with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, sorry, when Christian Cage was sent to hell. By- <laughs> <laughs> See, if you just said that, maybe I was like, oh, well, you know, you, you're ripping me, and then you just said check. This show definitely had the Texas Deathmatch versus Hang- Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley. That was great. Yeah, like... There was stuff in there. There's stuff in there. But Revolution I, was great, too. I think um, it was a, a really good really good to great Dynamite that ex- extremely accelerated to a fantastic show. And I think you're right in that it was laid out really well. We didn't talk about it with All In because we forgot to. As soon as we got off the air, we talked about it. But this show as well, I think their pacing 
their pace. <laughs> Tony Gon talked about the pacing last week uh, of All In. The pacing and the match lineup has gotten really good in AEW in these past two shows because in both shows, I didn't feel a lull once. And there was a long stretch of pay-per-views where there is a lull halfway during the show. And I have not felt a lull, uh, and that's great. And that is a great asset to have for these pay-per-views, I think. Um, So, yeah, I I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that for sure. Um, Real real quickly, I'm just going to go through so many big notes and talking points that we may have from the media scrum, because that's something we usually do in our immediate reaction reviews. Um, he had Adam Cole on Tony Khan in the media scrum had Adam Cole on, uh, literally nothing of importance in there. Uh, uh, Christian cage, his reaction to Adam Copeland edge joining AEW. He said he has no friends besides Luchasaurus. So he was in character the entire time. Uh, Chris Statlander, um, Basically, would wanted to wrestle everybody else and put over uh, Orange Cassidy super well. Brian Danielson was the more interesting one, where they talked about him <laughs> sort of staying on collision and being sort of the replacement there. He would argue now that uh, John Moxley is the best wrestler in the world. Um, you can note that, as you sort of mentioned, that BCC can straddle the line between heels or faces. Um, uh, he talked about the smoke and mirrors of his match. Uh, uh, where he was not doing any strikes, never threw a single strike of his right hurt arm. Um, the best comment was he was like, when Tony was like, "Yeah, we had Okada versus Danielson to prove who the best wrestler in the world was," and Danielson goes, "And then it was John Mox." Yeah, <laughs> I thought this I was, like, is right, this is interesting, and now someone I can shift blame to, which was that Danielson traveled for a few weeks and could not keep with Khan's schedule. And they recommended that they hire Jimmy Jacobs <laughs> to come in. I was like, ah, so now Danielson is the person I can blame for that hiring. This this company is just Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. two thousand six. Yeah, it sort of become that. <laughs> um, there was a question you know, so, uh, from Tony Khan. He talked about how uh, he did not renew Sonny Kiss's contract, uh, but it doesn't renew doesn't rule out her him uh, i forget i don't know the pronouns i'm gonna say they don't i don't know the pronouns off my head um i apologize uh do not rule them uh returning at any point um just like Stu grayson did um he talked about how the pay-per-view did uh somewhere 100,000 by range um which he said noted said to him was a success he said that cj perry perry aka lana did not sign any type of deal jack perry is suspended indefinitely um He's not going to talk about Punk, which I made, made mention on Twitter that if Punk potentially broke any NDAs or anything or broke something, some sort of agreement about this fight, I wonder if we would get any other information about Brawl Out now that it's kind of like it doesn't matter anymore. Um, so that would be interesting. Um, and then again, sort of talked about how this show being a success and obviously Wembley Stadium being a success, that he is going to continue doing back-to-back weeks uh, moving forward. So... Yeah. I, I do wonder what Nick bucks. Hausman's going to ask in the future, because uh, okay. we, we all dunk on Nick Hausman, but he was he was asking. Questions he did ask about, the right question. He asked the right. They questions weren't about answered, but Punk, he did right ask the right question. Perry, Adam Copeland, he asked legitimately good questions. I thought he did. He did. Just CM Punk stuff's going to be tough to miss. I agree. I agree. Uh, well, the the problem here is that we are at the two hour mark. Do we just forge ahead real quickly and talk about payback? 
Yeah, we can forge ahead real quick. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm not, I don't have that many thoughts. <laughs> Uh, the only match I did not see here was the opener yet. Uh, that was a steel cage match between Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Did you have any? I thought that was the second best match of the show. Let's only go through the entire card, and then I guess we'll just do for time's sake. Just give our uh, overall thoughts of a different. It'll things. be quick. It'll be quick. Becky Lynch defeats Trish Stratus for the steel in the steel cage match. Afterwards, uh, uh, what's her face turned on Trish Stratus, or Trish Stratus turned on her? I forget what happened. Oh, so he starts. So he starts. So start. Ellie Knight, your face. LA Knight <laughs> defeated the Miz with special guest referee John Cena, where that hell happened with the Miz and him, John Cena getting in a promo battle that where John was like, I'm going to be the special guest referee. And then the Miz does a whole thing where it ends with John Cena being a special guest referee. Rey Mysterio defeats Austin Theory in an incredibly boring match. The U.S. title. Uh, Judgment Day, Damian <laughs> Priest, Finn Balor, and Kevin Owens uh, defeat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win the titles in a still steady street fight, which I thought was mat- the match of the show. Rhea Ripley defeats Raquel Rodriguez in an incredibly boring match to me. And then Seth Rollins defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. And I will say this again. Shinsuke's not back. I'll say it. Shinsuke's not back. I didn't no. like this match. I saw people blaming Seth Rollins. I was like, what? what? <laughs> I was like, no, no. I think people like, like, I think, I think people who don't watch like Shinsuke from his previous days sure. way back. So they just blame Seth. And I was like, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Shinsuke's been washed for like years. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll immediately reject that because even if you didn't watch Shinsuke in new Japan, if you just watched him in NXT, completely yeah, different, pretty, completely he better. He was mostly washed. Like, like here, it's like, oh, he is, he is nothing. He's just a dude on the roster. It, this, it, it made it feel like this was a C pay per view if I've ever seen one. <laughs> um, it is rough because it is even just going to his NXT stuff. It's like he is so much more boring. He is not him no. anymore. No, 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 no. Um, uh, did you have any thoughts? Uh, overall thoughts about this pay per view? I had some other little bits that I want to throw in here, but any other um, thoughts for you? I thought the tag title match was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, I was, it was. It reminded me. Well, it didn't remind me, but it like really put into action like between Gunta and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Like this is like the best main roster in ring year in a long time because mm-hmm. I feel like anytime you put those guys in a match, they're just delivering. And I'm happy they took the belts off Kevin and Sammy because I hope that means they get like singles matches again. Uh-huh. Um but this was that was really good. Like I didn't I, I remember turning it on because I watched it the next day. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't really want to watch this show. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this show. Uh, but this, this, it ended up being really, really good. And also, Becky and Trish, despite pretty much all the awfulness that I saw between them leading up to it, they really did a good job in a WWE Steel Cage match, nonetheless, which is just like an added uh, difficulty most of the time. Uh, Rhea and Rip, Rhea oh, and Raquel really upset me. Real quickly about the good match. real quick about the Trish Stratus Becky Lynch match. I heard, and I have not seen it yet, but I heard that. That match was just them brutally uh, attacking their faces and throwing their faces and body <laughs> against the steel cage nonstop, yeah. seeming like trying to like break hard way uh, to get some yeah, blood in this feud. It seemed like that. Uh, instead, instead, Trish ended up like with this big lump on her head. Yeah. Just, ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that to me is grosser than blood. Agreed. It is weird. <laughs> it is weird that that's grosser than blood. You talk about Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez. I thought I thought Ripley looked like. Completely serviceable in this match. I thought Raquel. Yeah, was Raquel's not, bad. Raquel was not there for this match. I think Raquel is. I think Raquel 
has nothing. <laughs> like, so you got, so you got like, a great back. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, has to watch that all the time. Like, <laughs> I think she is just so vanilla. Yeah, and really just doesn't bring anything to like Rhea Ripley brings the full package to the table. Obviously, that's why she's their biggest star most of the time. Yeah. But I was really let down because they had a good match on NXT once upon a time, way yeah. back. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, Rhea's probably like better now. Yeah. And I thought Raquel was probably better now. I was wrong. I think I was very wrong. I think what's interesting about that is I feel like Raquel is kind of at the spot Rhea Ripley was when she first joined the main roster. Where it's mm. like she was, she was. I want. I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say Raquel was great in NXT, but she was definitely was at least though. like a lot more confident, a lot better in the ring. I thought in NXT yeah. than you than 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 what we're seeing on the main roster here. And Rhea Ripley has fully come back around where she's like real, real great in her role. Um. Uh. And and just Raquel just not doing much here. I really cracked. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um. I need you to go to WWE.com real quick. You need me to go to WWE.com? Yeah. 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 All right. Let's see this. Um, but anyway, yeah, I agree with you. Though I think Raquel, I think not Raquel. I think Rhea always had charisma in her. Sure. I don't know if Raquel does. I, I can agree to that. <laughs> I never saw that in any form. Like, I saw it in Rhea in NXT. I never saw it. Now, go to the Superstar page. Okay, Superstar page. All right. What am I looking? What am I looking for? Can you scroll down? All right, scrolling, scrolling down. Is Chelsea Green a type of movie? What the fuck? Why are they taking up an entire screen? <laughs> That's what I lost it at. By the way, because I was like, oh, I want to see like who could face Maria. And then that happened. I didn't care anymore. It was over. Oh, I got to I could probably take a screen screen grab video of of that. I probably do it after the after the show. Uh, Wow. (laughs) You're welcome. Didn't didn't expect that to happen. Didn't expect that's how we close out the show, folks. Yeah. Yeah. That is. That's why. Absolute haunting. Haunting images on my screen. I want to. Look, I'm trying to see if they uh, if they're huge for a reason on their individual thing. Probably not. Uh, no, no. I just don't think size. anyone has told them. They're normal. I. Well, I mean, is there any possibility that that's part of the Karen gimmick? Is that she wanted it to be huge? Uh, I, I mean, maybe they are doing it on Raw. It's very possible. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's. Uh, but I think it's probably a mistake. <laughs> that's that's wild. That is wild. Uh, well, yeah, let's just end the show show on <laughs> that. Check out WWE.com and go to that Superstars page to see the largest faces <laughs> that you've ever seen on the Superstars page. Um, I hope it's not just nightmare fuel. I hope it's not just us that are that are. I mean, I guess not. But uh, that no, is no, because the fact that you had it told yeah. me all I needed to know. Yeah. That's uh, unexpected for sure. Unexpected for sure. Well, uh, that is, that's it for us here, folks, on Ring Post Radio. We appreciate you joining us late at night. 
Uh, and if you weren't here late at night with us, of course, we appreciate you listening to the show wherever you get get, get podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to the show. We appreciate you. Scotty, anything to plug? And I know it's a tough one, but what was your match of the week? Well, I already talked about Daniels and Ricky Starks, so can't talk about that. Nice. So I will go with Sayori Ano and Natsupoi versus Suzuki and Maysair. Mm-hmm. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal tag team match from the Stardom five-star special in Hiroshima. Um, in terms of plugging, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter X, whatever you prefer to call it. Still says Twitter.com on my computer. So as far as I'm concerned, it's Twitter. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, an episode of Stardom Road will be recorded and out. An episode that I have yet to record and will be in the next hour. Uh, great, great to hear. But, great to hear. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check that out. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of wrestling going. Actually, I think this is a calm week, thankfully. So this, uh, this is a catch up week. This is certainly. A yeah, well, I have a lot to catch up on. Uh, we didn't talk about um, Noah or anything like that, but, uh, you know. If you want to hear my thoughts about, excuse me, anything that's not AEW <laughs> from this past weekend, uh, I guess you can just go over to me on Twitter because that's that's your best bet. It's been a long, long weekend of wrestling. I'm still playing catch up, mm-hmm. as is Ryan, I'm sure. So, oh yeah, thank you. My match of the week uh, is part of my catch up, and that was from night three of the N one victory. Jesus. <laughs> uh. Uh, and that was, I believe it's my favorite match of the end one so far. Um, there was another match. There's the. Wait, what match was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite match of the end one, I believe, <laughs> so far is Jack Morris. Maybe I'm biased. Versus Masaki Amiya on night three. I thought that match Alrighty. was really, really good. You watch Wagner versus Go yet? Uh, yes. I also thought that match was really, really good. Uh, yeah, I think I gave was... a slight edge just maybe because of bias or whatever. But I thought that match was also really good. I also want to give the shout out to night two, which was Goshiyazaki versus Yuman Zai. I thought that was also really, really good. And a great, they had a really good tournament. And a yeah, great match for uh, Yuman Zai to have. You know, a 21 yeah. minute like epic main event style oh, with Goshiyazaki. Go winning this tournament felt right. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, you everyone fully expected Cano, <laughs> despite everyone fully expecting yeah. Cano. Uh, you know, well, instead we get this. If guy. Go loses, Cano's clearly winning the belt because he beat Jake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's I would prefer problem. Go because Go seems healthy, and I don't know how many times we're gonna get that. So just ride, ride the wave, baby. <laughs> I agree. I agree. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan IC. Like he said, you can follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. The whole networks on Twitter at CountUpPod. And again, we'll do a little plug here as well. Patreon.com forward slash CountUpPod. $3 tier, $5 tier. I'll be uploading those uh, those uh, listen-alongs to the $3 tier, which will be available, obviously, on the $5 tier if you wanted to at some point, hopefully this week. Uh, but, of course, we have a bunch of other series um, that you're holding me, sending me a picture of Senor Money in the Bank. Is that, 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 that new? That, that's Damien. That's Damien. Priest's new nice send more senor money in the bank and it's blue Good maybe the worst custom 
Money in the Bank briefcase I've ever seen. They, it's just they, a purple briefcase with a sticker on it. <laughs> they they don't want to lose the Money in the Bank briefcase brand logo. Yeah, um, that really sounds. Remember when they used to make those? Yeah, they didn't. Uh, Sam died a sick one. They had a briefcase, right? He had a br- yeah. He had a full on like briefcase. Um, someone had a good one too. Most of them just did their logos. Yeah, but. Uh, right. But again, patreon.com forward slash counterpod to finish out that plug. A bunch of great stuff. Uh, drop your shorts. Um, uh, Ryan hasn't seen anything. We have the latest drop episode. Shorts. The latest episode of Ryan hasn't seen anything. Uh, El Hijo del Santo versus Negro Casas versus El Dandy. And that was a doozy. I'll tell you that much. So go <laughs> go check out that much. Um, and a bunch of other content on the Patreon. Again, check out the Patreon. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you even just join the $3 tier uh, or whatever. Um, helps out everyone in the network. Does Not just me or not just Scotty, or not just anyone else, but everyone else in the network. But obviously, it also helps us out. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to us on Ring Post Radio. If you have any other things, let us know, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. <laughs>